the airwaves by dialing in toll-free at 800-259-9231, the SACL-CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features for free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. Another website with a bunch of free stuff for you is our buddies Mark Stevens, markstevens.net, M-A-R-C. Stevens, MarkStevens.net, uh, formerly known as Adventures in Legal Land. That's the title of his book, but some sort of uh, internal problems uh, caused him to lose the uh, the original website. So now it's MarkStevens.net. Mark is with us uh, on the line from his home in Arizona. Mark, are you there, sir? I'm here. Thanks for having me back, Ian. Hey, man, it's been uh, it's been too long. Welcome back to Free Talk Live. We had you on years and years and years ago, and maybe sometime in between there as well. I lose track of it all. Uh, but uh, had you on because I don't remember who it was, but somebody put me in front of your book, Adventures in Legal Land, which I just so happen to have with me here in the studio tonight. Uh, still going through a, a, a second read of it myself. And uh, it's, it's just a fantastic book. Can you tell our listeners that may not be familiar with who you are, uh, what is Adventures in Legal Land, and who is Mark Stevens? What's your story? Well, I'm a voluntarist, and I was helping people in court and just uh, well, basically helping people be their own attorney. And so I had written these scripts about uh, going into court. And you know, they evolved over the years and started to incorporate more of the voluntarist or anarchist thought, basically going in and, you know, actually challenging the existence of the state and citizens itself and, and the applicability of the law as, a, as opposed to the interpretation of the law. And I started, I was going to, the idea was to sell these scripts. And it's, you know, from working with people firsthand in court, and you realize that when people didn't understand why they were asking certain questions, uh, the judges tended to pick up on that they didn't know what they were talking about and would use intimidation just to get them to back off. So the book kind of grew as an explanation of why it's so effective to ask certain questions. Like when you ask the judge who he represents, uh, it, it explains why, that you're really gutting their entire system by asking a couple of questions. Yeah, and you know, you mentioned in there uh, a couple of things that somebody might balk at. Uh, existence of the state? You mean the state doesn't exist? Citizens? What are you talking about, Mark? <laughs> If it's a very what I found out, for, and this is from personal firsthand experience that I've been able to then, thanks to your show, my show, and, and doing in the book, that we've been able to people had to replicate not just in the so-called United States, but in Canada, Australia, New Zealand, and whatnot. Uh, it, it, it takes about thirty seconds to demonstrate that there is no state, and that anybody can replicate this, and you can go into court and do this. That a state is political; it's not geographic. Uh, just like there was no state of New Hampshire on July 3rd, 1776. But July 4th, bah, bada boom, bada it, it's there. Ah. And the only thing that changed was the perception in people's heads. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, whenever they found out back then, since it wasn't like today. And so being that it's a body politic, a state is a political body, it's a comprised of citizens, and that a citizen is a member of the body politic, owing a duty of allegiance in return for a duty of protection. And uh, we can see in black-letter law, if we have to use the law, 
that there's no duty to protect you, me or anyone else. Now, wait so, a minute. Wait a minute, Mark. Hold on a second. I mean, this is this is shocking. This is outrageous. Uh, there's no duty to protect. Uh, clearly, that's what the government's there for. I, I've heard Barack Obama and George W. Bush both talk about how it's their duty to protect people. What are you talking about? You're crazy. Well, when Barack Obama says it and George Bush says it, they're not actually reading the law. They're just giving their opinion, and we, we all know uh, what opinions are. <laughs> It's just rhetorical. Yeah, when you when you go to black letter law uh, and you look at what the law actually says, and this is not a matter of oh judicial activism. Uh, it is unique. It is not unique to uh, New York or California or the federal government. It's all of them. Uh, the courts have ruled unanimously that there's no duty to protect anybody. Now, when you Take that, and the only thing that makes you a citizen is the duty of, of protection and duty of allegiance, and you take the duty of, to protect out, well, then the whole thing crumbles on its face. And you can go into court and you can ask a prosecutor if there's evidence of a complaining party, and they won't answer yes or no because they seem to know, Ian, that they can't prove the existence of a state. They cannot prove they have a client. How could they? I mean, the, uh, the idea of a state is, as you point out, a fiction. It's just an, uh, it's just an idea. It's a concept, uh, a fantasy in men's minds. And uh, by the way, I'm joined tonight uh, by Sovereign Curtis. He's in for a second time this week. And uh, Mark is here as, uh, as usual. So, gents, uh, of course, any questions you happen to have for Mark Stevens, uh, he's here with us. Uh, Sovereign Curtis, by the way, Mark, I don't know if you're familiar with his situation, but he is uh, up against a uh, felony charge of... Uh, dispensing cannabis is that it uh, curtis dispensing uh, uh, yeah felony dispensing charge felony dispensing charge so maybe we'll get a chance to for get passing a, little, a joint yeah for passing a joint to somebody uh so maybe we'll get a chance to get into a little bit of detail but just getting back into uh the, you know the issue of there is no state and there is no citizen isn't it also the case that not only do they not have an obligation to protect you but they also have no obligation to do anything whatsoever Exactly. Uh, we can use, like I have on my website, there's an exp- it states that explicitly in one of the California cases, but it's not exclusive to California. It's just this is one of the most uh, explicit uh, cases where they say that police officers have no duty, no statutory duty to do anything. Now, that's pretty, st- st- I mean, when you see, especially in California, when they're beating the crap out of people, you know, if their duty isn't to protect the neighborhood, then why are they beating this guy within the, you know? It, it, it. Mark, um, if we go back to the beginning, you say that the government has a duty to protect, and then you jump down to just the police service. Is there some sort of argument that can be made that the government is, is still fulfilling their obligation for protection? They're just not doing it through the, uh, uh, that, that wing of the public service? No, it is. Uh, it's, a, it's not exclusive to the police. I was just using that example because it's so explicit where they use the word anything. Because uh, I was, you know, based on what Ian had just said, uh, there's no duty to protect. The only time the government itself has, whether it's the police or the corrections or whoever, is when there is what's called a special relationship. But that's no different than any. Uh, like if I had you in my home, I had, there's a special relationship and there's a certain degree of care that I owe you while you're in my in my you know in my house. Uh, so the, the government never has any more of a duty to protect than any other, anybody else. Uh, but when it comes to the individual citizen, so-called, there's no duty to protect them at all, whether it's the police, the military, uh, or social security, none of it, or the courts. 
none of them have a duty to protect any of us. So yeah. if there was a duty to protect when it comes to Social Security, then they'd, they'd be required to, say, offer as much interest as uh, something competing in the market, marketplace, and they don't come anywhere near that. Well, it's not an issue of how much money or, or interest. It has to do with is there a duty to protect you, and that is something that they do not have. Nobody has a right, or, uh, and, and, and the government has a corresponding duty uh, because in law, it's always a right with a corresponding duty. Right. Well, they, uh, they, they only cut you a Social Security check if they do cut one because of public relations, wouldn't you say? Yeah, I, thank you. Absolutely. It, it's to, so that it fosters, uh, 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 oh, I can't think of the word, but uh, trust. Mm. Uh, confidence is the word. They, they, and every time they talk about the, the economy or the dollar, they're talking about confidence. And if it, 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 they have to keep people believing in the system. It's flawed, but it's the best we've got and it's the best in the world, and so people will continue paying, you know, paying taxes and participating. You know, a, a con man is, is short for a confidence man. Mm-hmm. Yes, thank yeah, you. That's what it is. It's a confidence game. It's a confidence. Exactly. It's exactly what it is. And, you know, as long as people believe that the government is supposed to be there to protect them, uh, they'll keep paying taxes. And what we do is, is keep telling people, this is not true. They're not here to protect you. And if you want a graphic representation of that, just go to court. Or try to, to, uh, try to sue the government. Sue, uh, try to sue the police for not showing up when you call them. Or uh, you know, sue the military for not providing the benefits. They'll tell you you don't have any standing and throw the case out, won't they? Absolutely. All right. Uh, more coming up here with Mark Stevens. You can hang out for the, uh, the whole hour if, if, we, if you've got the time, right? Absolutely. All right, great. More with Mark. If you've got a question for him, 800-259-9231 from markstevens.net. More coming up. It's Free Talk Live. Have you been thinking about starting a website? I'm going to tell you about a great offer from HostGator. HostGator is a worldwide leader for web hosting, and they make it easy to get your own .com domain name. You create your very own website with their free site builder tools and templates. Use the coupon code FTL. That's FTL is in Free Talk Live. And sign up at HostGator.com to receive your first month completely free. Whether you want a personal blog or a complete e-commerce business website, let the experts at HostGator.com host you. This is Free Talk Live, and you can bring up what you want. Just dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Curtis is too involved in the chat room. Naughty boy. And Mark. Uh, And you can uh, join us on our website at freetalklive.com, where we give you the features for free. So those features, by the way, including archives, you can just click and download right there from the front page of the site. You can go into the podcast and go all the way back to the beginning of 2009. Head on over to freetalklive.com and enjoy them on us. If you're looking at making a major purchase in the next couple of months, you need to check out your credit report. If you, you may have uh, foreclosures, bankruptcies, judgments, liens, collections, late payments, and other kinds of derogatory credit on there that either you did or you don't even know about. Um, and, and the way to get your credit report cleaned is by going to cleaningcredit.com. It's a law firm, and uh, they've been part of the Better Business Bureau for more than six years, and they're listed number one on the Consumer Advocacy, Gr- Advocacy Group of America's website. It's cleaningcredit.com. Credit.com, and they will uh, save you thousands in the, the course of a loan. 
cleaningcredit.com. All right. The toll-free number again is 800-259-9231. We are uh, doing something special tonight. We're having a guest on the air, which is a, a rare thing with Free Talk Live. Uh, but uh, we like to have uh, very special people on from time to time. And Mark Stevens is one of those guys. Uh, MarkStevens.net is where you can go to read some of his uh, his articles. You can listen to his show, The No State Project, which uh, when it is possible, I do like to put on the, uh, the Liberty Radio Network, but there have been some technical issues uh, behind the scenes with your podcast, Mark, that have uh, made things a little more difficult than uh, the normal. But uh, I do have the intention to bring you back as soon as uh, as we can get everything ironed out. So welcome back in the meantime to Free Talk Live. Are you still with us? I'm here. Thanks. Excellent. So yeah, uh, we hope to get that settled with Calvin, who I you know, thank again. He does. He takes care of the archive and cleans it up. What's the, tell me a little more about uh, the No State Project. What is that? I mean, obviously, we're uh, Curtis and uh, Mark and myself are all here in New Hampshire because of the Free State Project. What's the No State Project? Uh, just to play on that. I know you, you know, maybe it may not be the stated goal for the Free State Project to have a volunteer society. Uh, I, I have, I, that's my goal. And I just use the No State Project as kind of a play on that, that uh, we've already got uh, no states. It just, the idea of the show is to educate people so that they know about it. We are, you know, there are no states, there are no citizens, there are no governments. And the show is to educate people so they understand that, so they can start to withdraw their support nonviolently uh, from these killers, thieves, and liars who call themselves a government. We actually had uh, one of our activists this week, Evan, uh, drop off a declaration of sovereignty at uh, at the courthouse uh, into into the case file they uh, they have from there. So, would you say that uh, that the, that when you say there's no there's no uh, state? and there's no citizen and all that, would you say that instead of there's no state, there are people with guns who are willing to use them? Oh, sure. They're, that's why I mentioned killers, thieves, and liars who call themselves a government. Right. Exactly. So uh, I guess to, if you extrapolate that out, are there um, members of the uh, – are there uh, teams in the National Baseball League or the Major League Baseball? I mean, these guys, they've got colors, and they're, they're, they're similar in the same way. Are there teams or are there just baseball players? No, you can show that there are baseball players. You can show this sure. empirical evidence that there are baseball players that play together as a team and they go under a certain banner. But when you go into the world of politics and you say that there is a state, uh, you, you, it's, like I mentioned before, it's very easy to show that there really is no state. You've got a bunch of people pretending. Yeah, well, yeah, I'll give you that. But that, that acting uh, that you're a citizen or a governor or a senator, that acting doesn't make it so. Uh, it's like... Like I mentioned, like I went through, you know, in the first segment, it's demonstrably false. There is no duty to protect you, and you don't even have to do that by law. The very fact that taxes are compulsory shows there's no duty to protect you. Because if they were interested in protecting you, they would, they, they, well, one, they would deal with you on a voluntary basis. Hmm. So no duty to protect me could arise when it's compulsory. Just as a uh, as an aside to the uh, the whole Free State Project conversation, I think there are a lot of people within the Free State Project who understand the inherent contradiction uh, or the oxymoron of uh, of the term itself, and uh, certainly uh, many of us are seeking uh, and working toward the voluntary society up here. I don't know if you heard, Mark, but there were mass arrests on Sunday evening up here with a dozen 
uh, liberty activists being arrested all at the same time out at uh, at a local jail for so-called trespassing uh, charges. So we've got uh, we've got a dozen cases that may very well be clogging up their system here in a little bit because uh, I doubt that any of them are going to take a plea bargain. And the real uh, kicker is there's a news story that hit the uh, the local newspaper today about the uh, the pro- what they're calling a protest. We were just looking for our friend Russell who was in jail and waving at the prisoners and you know bringing their spirits up. Um, but uh, this newspaper article is basically accusing us of uh, of taking up all the police resources because they called in every single cop uh, from the area, including surrounding towns, including state troopers, every single cop they could muster to come out and arrest the dozen activists. In the meantime, somebody ended up getting hit by a car in uh, in Keene, and there was no cop around that they could call over to uh, to respond. So people actually needed the police for you know some actual level of important matter, uh, but they were too busy busying themselves with arresting a bunch of peaceful people who had done uh, absolutely nothing. It's amazing. Yeah, I, you know, until you told me that, I thought it was actually a good thing because I was saying, well, now there's less people out there for them to abuse and to and to batter and steal from. But here, there was an actual tragedy because they were doing something so stupid. Yeah, it's it's just amazing. And and of course, the the public sentiment, at least for some of them, the public sentiment goes uh, it, it's it goes against the free staters that were uh, doing the the activism, whatever you want to label the activism. And uh, the the cops made their own decision. They they are the ones that decided to to show force. They could have just sent one police officer and said, "Get out of here," or they could have sent a guard from the jail and say, "Hey, go on." But the the perspective of the statist. Uh, the perspective of the person who supports the governments and the status quo, this, uh, these ideas, is that, well, you made them do that. You you made them come out and sp- and uh, spend all those police resources by being there in the first place. I'd say it's subconsciously yeah. these people are aware that the state has no duty to protect. So who are you going to blame? Let's blame those free staters. Mm. Well, you know, you shouldn't have worn that pretty blue dress with the short, you know. But it's it's to blame the victim. It, it, it blame the victim. Yeah. Uh, what I tell people all the time is ask them point blank. You know, it, look. If if government services and government is so all important, so necessary, why is it why is support for it always compulsory? Nobody actually supports the government. No, no one. I don't care if they what they say. They can come on the show or they can say to you at the jail, "Hey, I love the government and I wanted to do this." It, it doesn't. The fact that it's compulsory a hundred percent of the time means nobody. There's no evidence that anybody supports it or wants it, and there's really no state of spin that you can put on that. The toll-free number here tonight, uh, maybe you've got questions for Mark Stevens from Adventures in Legal Land, is 800-259-9231. Now, Mark, your book, Adventures in Legal Land, has been out for uh, for a few years now, and I understand that you are busily behind the scenes working on a follow-up. Is that the case? Yeah, that's, I think you asked me the same question a year ago. In, uh, <laughs> at the, yeah, at the hotel. Yeah, I, I, I am working on it diligently, and I promise it's going to be worth the wait. It's a lot more in-depth than Adventures in Legal Land, and uh, it is going to have cross-references for Canada, Australia, New Zealand, and whatnot. Now, I do want to talk about Adventures in Legal Land, because Adventures in Legal Land is sort of your... Um, Odd adventures in in court, uh, you know, helping people. Some in some cases, sort of representing people. And uh, I want I, I want to talk about that a little bit. Yeah, we'll come back with that here in a moment. Hang on, Mark. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. Mark Stevens is with us from markstevens dot dot net. More on the way. It's Free Talk Live. 
This program is brought to you by Freekeen.com. Freekeen.com features audio, video, and blogs chronicling the transition to a voluntary society. Freekeen.com also has comments and discussion forums so you can be heard. Freekeen.com. This is Free Talk Live, and you can take control of the airwaves toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. Right now, calls who have uh, calls with questions uh, for Mark Stevens will get priority, but we will get to everybody else if you're patient. You can call in about anything. 800-259-9231. And join us online at freetalklive.com with our Shrine of Female listeners there with dozens of ladies that have taken the time to send us their validated photo or video to show they are indeed listeners of the program. It's not a beauty contest. It's just our our lady listeners at shrine.freetalklive.com. How soon do you want to start teaching that child special to you about the ideas of liberty? you've read any of the children's books out there, you can find that there's many ideas that uh, are antithetical and disturbing to uh, people that uh, believe in the ideas of liberty, but not so with an island called Liberty. It's simple story, graceful rhymes, and beautiful illustrations on every page will make it one of any child's favorites. Go to freemarketunderdog.com and see some samples there and order today. There's a 10% discount for listeners of Free Talk Live with the coupon code FTL, an island called Liberty at freemarketunderdog.com. All right, 800-259-9231. We've got Mark Stevens with us from markstevens.net. That's Mark with a C, markstevens.net. And Mark, you're back. Are you there? Oh, thanks for having me back. All right, great. We've got actually somebody with a question, I believe, for you on the line. So let's go to the phones here and the fun and talk to Kirk in Michigan. Kirk, you're on Free Talk Live with Mark Stevens. Hey, thanks, guys. You know, I'm kind of curious. You know, I've read the author's book, and given the uh, the the current immigration flap. I'm curious as to his views regarding immigration, given that there is no state, there are no citizens, and would there really be an issue if people weren't stealing from other people? Well, no. I mean, obviously they're trying to get away from the tyrants in the, that are south of the border and go to a, a, a kinder, gentler tyrant. Kirk, does that answer so, your question? I mean, so if there weren't the, if there weren't the lure of, of free goodies, you wouldn't have an issue, right? I mean, if, if, if you didn't have people stealing from other people up here and distributing it to other people who they, they give political favor to, there wouldn't be an issue, right? Well, I wouldn't think so. I think, you know, it, it, you would see, uh, if, if, yeah, if they stopped stealing as much here and didn't offer that and didn't offer a kinder, what's perceived as a kinder, gentler uh, prison, then the people wouldn't, what, where's the carrot? You're taking a lot of the motivation to come up, you know, to, to cross the so-called border away. Kirk, any uh, thoughts? Any other issues? No, that, I mean, that makes perfect sense. It's, I mean, people seem to want to ignore the fact that they always talk about what's, what's happening with the, uh, the, uh, stolen, uh, the, the stolen productivity from uh, people that engage in uh, voluntary relationships, but... Why don't they ever talk about the gun in the room? If the if the, if the stolen money weren't there, there wouldn't to distribute from those people they claim to rule. There wouldn't be an issue. Thanks for the call, Kirk. Appreciate hearing from you. Now, Mark, just a little further on this issue here. Uh, if there's no citizen, there would also be no such thing as a so-called illegal, right? Absolutely. States and citizens have to exist for there to be an illegal alien. All right. So uh, 800-259-9231 is the number here. Uh, Curtis, or Mark, or Curtis? Oh, I, I just had, I had some questions about adventures in legal landmark. Oh, right. um, 
the in, in it there's several stories of uh, sort of uh, what's happened to you in court and y- your your methods are unorthodox they uh, they are not uh, what you know normal lawyers do and i just i, I thought maybe you could uh, relay some stories from adventures uh, from legal land to our audience and uh, you know kind of give you know what what it, does it work what's your experience well, it always works. It, it, whether or not, I mean, if you ask the questions and there's not a magical thing, you know, if you question them correctly, uh, you'll always be able to expose that there's no case against you and that it's unfair. That that's a hundred percent. Whether the tyrant with the robot does the right thing and kicks the ticket out or a char- drug charge, that's something else. But you can always expose the system for what it is. That's very, very easy. One of the things I like uh, about uh, you, Mark, and the reason why I, I like to you know, promote you and, and what you're doing is because you don't position yourself or your message as a magic bullet. Uh, you're the first person to admit in your own book that if you try this approach, you know, there's a good chance you'll still end up in a jail cell. I mean, because these like these men with robes uh, are little tyrants in many cases, and they've got men with guns at their disposal who will do absolutely anything that uh, that they tell them well, to. Most of the cases he deals with are really situations where the men in robes want your money, not your uh, not your uh, time. Well, that's true, but they're, they, they are still uh, tyrants with, in many cases, at bad attitudes, and uh, th- they might just put you in a jail cell for contempt. It happened to me. Yeah. That's it's very true. I, you know, I, I'm not an attorney, and the reason why I can go in and say, and the people that I that I help can go in and say these things and do what's so effective, what's considered, on, and I agree, it, it, it's very unorthodox, is because we don't have an allegiance to the system that's attacking you. When you get a defense attorney, he's got an allegiance not to you; he's got it to the court. Well, who's attacking you? The court. <laughs> yeah. So he's he's not, and, and they've told me point blank they're not going to look. You're not going to get many attorneys willing to go into a courtroom that they're in every day to ask the judge point blank who he represents. I, it, it, it's an incredibly effective question. It guts their entire pretense of fairness. But what attorney's going to say that? Because he's, he, you know, he knows the judge is going to have his number for the rest for the rest of his career. You know, Mark, I uh, I went into court today uh, for a parking ticket situation that uh, I had uh, decided I was not going to pay, and I brought in some of your questions that you kindly uh, shared uh, shared with me to in an attempt to give the give those a shot. The last time I wanted to, but uh, I spoke in a way that or didn't sit down fast enough uh, for the judge that was there, and I ended up going yeah. to jail. Um, but uh, in this case, it was all right. I ended up walking out without going uh, getting a contempt charge, which I I, I considered a a positive. Uh, but on the other hand, I didn't get through all eleven pages uh, of the of questions. I only got through like the first uh, the first page. Maybe I don't remember where I ended up being stopped. But basically, uh, this the the robed man did not want to, anything to do with uh, answering very many of those questions and decided he wanted to proceed on ahead without uh, without my understanding of the nature and cause of the uh, the proceedings. And uh, he just you know steamrolled right ahead as best uh, as best he could. How often does that happen? Well, it happens a lot, and that's why I have on the script the intention is not to ask every question. You want to pick the ones that you are comfortable with, comfortable with and figure, I've got about three minutes before I get cut off. Ah, And okay. you want to go for the, you know, and most people, I'll tell you, it's an intimidating process, and most people don't want to go in. 
They're all so good, though, Mark. I wanted to ask all 11 pages worth, and I guess my expectations were, uh, you know, I didn't expect I was going to get through them. So I'm, I, uh, next time I will be a little more selective. But what would be nice would be like, uh, like a Mark's best ofs, like the, the absolute uh, killer questions that uh, should be asked at, ev- uh, at every opportunity. But I did have, fun, uh, did have fun with it. And the intimidation factor was not there at all in this particular case. Because the nice thing about being here in New Hampshire is that uh, we've got a bunch of activists around here that are looking for something to do and in many cases are doing a lot of things and so we had uh, you know at least a half a dozen i had at least a half a dozen people in the courtroom that were there to support me and you know we never stand up for the robed man when he enters or leaves and that's one of those things that kind of helps get somebody over their initial fear of the court it's a it's a nice easy way to ease someone into uh to a little bit of courtroom kind of disobedience is just hey come on in we're just none of us are going to stand you don't stand with us and you'll be okay and it, and it works out every single time so you know now i've been there enough and uh they've seen me enough and they know who i am and i've been in that courtroom often enough do i feel pretty comfortable i actually kicked off my shoes uh when i was at the defendant's table and uh i I did the entire trial with no shoes on and they didn't say word number one about it it was great well i i thought you were going in may I didn't realize you were going today. I thought your court date was in May. Oh, don't worry. I'll have another one. I was one of the people that got arrested for trespassing at the jail this weekend, so the arraignment for that one is uh, is on the 1st. And I know that one of your approaches is to uh, to come into an arraignment with a, a pre-signed guilty, or not a pre-signed guilty plea, but a pre-written guilty plea unsigned, and basically say, yeah. look, I'm not a lawyer. I don't understand what's going on here. I've got this uh, guilty plea, and I'm willing to sign it, but I just, I just have some questions I want to ask first. And then you you launch into uh, asking questions that basically box the judge into a, a corner if he answers them uh, that he does not want to be in. And as you say, it exposes uh, the invalidity of the state and the, the absurdity of it all and essentially what is basically a window dressing for violence. We'll talk more about that in the public relations. And I know uh, Curtis may have some thoughts about his case coming up. It's Free Talk Live. Thousands of years ago... From the time of Moses to the time of Alexander the Great, Julius Caesar, and beyond, TrustedCoins.com brings you an incredible selection of authentic Greek, Biblical, Roman, and Byzantine ancient coins, all certified authentic by world-renowned numismatic expert, Ilya Slobin. Transport yourself to the distant past now at TrustedCoins.com. anything toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. Join us online at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site for free, so enjoy those on us. Uh, again, freetalklive.com. Hey, if you enjoy this program and you want to help support Free Talk Live, one of the best ways you can do it is to become a Free Talk Live amplifier. And you get perks. You get access to the AMP-only call-in lines, the AMP-only uh, forum, as well as the AMP-only podcast, which is minus our uh, regular podcast commercials. So head on over to amp.freetalklive.com and get yourself signed up for that because it helps us out. AMP stands for Advertise, Market, and Promote. And all we ask is 3 bucks a month. So what we do is we take that 3 bucks in and we pull it together with other people's 3 bucks. 
And then we reinvest it in the show. We get on more radio stations around the country. We bring more internet listeners on board and bring new people to the ideas of freedom. And uh, we're talking to Mark Stevens tonight from markstevens.net, M-A-R-C. That's Mark with a C, markstevens.net. He's got his own show, The No State Project. It's a weekly program. You can get it for free on his website, as well as some very eye-opening articles. And one of the things I love about Mark Stevens is... He is just such a breath of fresh air. I mean, when he looks at the uh, the court system, the so-called justice system in this country, what he sees, and I agree with him, and once you read his book, Adventures in Legal Land, it's, it's hard not to agree. Uh, what he sees is that this is nothing more than a public relations scheme as a cover for violence. Isn't that right, Mark? Yeah, it's a, yeah absolutely. So tell me a little more about that. I mean, public relations, people see the courts as uh, as justice. This is important. This is part of the American system. What do you mean public relations? Well, public relations classically is something to divert your attention, like magic. It's a magic trick. You're, what you're seeing isn't real. It's to divert your attention from what's really happening. And uh, that's what they're separating you from your money or your liberty. And they're doing it, you know, and trying to make it look good that, oh, you've got your day in court. Well, the American system, you know, uh, due process, uh, the hallmark of due process in Anglo-English law or American law is that there is uh, opportunity to defend before punishment. And, and that, that, you know, it sounds good, you know, but that's the, it, 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 it takes away from what's really happening is that you have no choice in the matter. This is, you know, they're going to do this, and it's not by consent. The whole system is supported by compulsory payment. Nobody wants it. And, and all that fluff, all, that, all the, the laws and the constitutions, and, and all that diverts your attention from that. Yeah. In fact, the, uh, the robed man today refused to, uh, he claimed that he had jurisdiction over me and refused to explain how that, uh, that was obtained when their own constitutions say stuff like, you know, the government uh, was created by the cons- is created by the consent of the governed and, you know, all kinds of, like you're saying, language that is just, it's just nonsense on its face. But yet people get distracted by all that and they get all, uh, you know, uh, they, they get uh, the vespers over how they've got the best system in the whole world. And it may be the best system in the world, but like I wrote in the book, you know, in a room full of idiots, one is going to rise to the top. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, you know, in, in you it, look, I'm just some guy from Long Island, okay? I don't have a degree. I don't have a, do, a juris doctorate. If it's possible for me to go and teach thousands of people to go in and gut the system by asking two or three questions, what does that say about the system? I mean, science... They publish their findings and their theories, and they say, attack, attack, question, question. Politicians don't want that. Politicians Mm-mm. say it's all, it, it's, it, they, they don't want you attacking. I mean, when, I, when you ask a judge, and this is something like, you know, Curtis, like for a drug case or what you were doing uh, today, uh, and when you ask a judge who he represents, and what you asked before, like, is it, you know, like a best of, the three easiest questions are, am I entitled to a fair trial? And because you mentioned before the breaking in about you know wanting just to plead guilty, mm-hmm. and so this opens the door to the question: Am I entitled to a fair trial? They say yes. Am I? Uh, can I get a fair trial if there's a conflict of interest? They'll say, well, no, of course, Ian, you can't. Then you ask them who he represents. <laughs> No way out of this one. I mean, well, you set it. You set it up first, and you say, "Well, you know, I understand that uh, you know this. This is a confrontational system. I'm here representing myself. The the prosecutors here representing the state. And I was wondering who you represent, Your Honor. 
I wouldn't say your honor, but uh, well, whatever. Yeah. But the, the point's made, and yeah, exactly. You and there's nowhere there's nowhere for the judge to go because according to their canons, which is like ecclesiastical law, uh, once you put the judge's impartiality at issue, the judge is obligated. It's mandatory. He has to answer the question and clarify. Now that doesn't mean he's going to. But it looks pretty bad. And I just want to point out, too, it, I'm not trying to get him to contradict the law. I ask him, like you said, the setup questions because I only want him to contradict himself. Mm. I'm not trying to get him to contradict my interpretation of the law, what I think. For, that's why I ask him, hey, tough guy, can I get a fair trial? It's not based on the Fifth Amendment. It's not based on the Constitution. It's just based on his opinion that he's trying to get uh, everyone else on the same page. He wants everyone in that room to perceive he's there to give you a fair trial. So, um, you know, how does that go? I mean, you've, you've experienced a lot of these judges answering this question, and they'll, they'll say, you know, I don't represent anyone, um, or, you know, I represent myself. Or the or, state. Um, yeah, if they say they represent the state, obviously they've, they've just they've blown the case to, to pieces. But in, in most cases, I'm sure they don't recuse themselves um, and that they go on with the trial, and, and likely they find you guilty anyway. So how, how does it go? There's a number of different ways it can go, and, and most of the time we do this, I would say seven out of ten, out of ten times, the, the ticket's thrown out, which is good. Okay. And I think that if you're looking at a drug case, because it's usually a felony, there's even greater chance it's going to get tossed. Mm. And it just may be the, the straw that breaks the camel's back. Or Okay, uh, if, if he says he represents the state, we know there's a conflict of interest. Easy. Uh, if he says he represents no one, now you've got a serious issue that you now can question him on. Saying, well, if you don't represent... If you're here on your own, then uh, what's the basis of your authority to act at all? Now, how'd you get here? How did you manage yeah, to get right. seated up there? Right. You, you also have an issue where in. you ask him point blank, well, sir, not for nothing, I need to know the nature of your relationship to this man, and you point to the cop or the prosecutor. And that, that drives them bonkers. Well, I can say that I, I, I don't want to speak for Curtis here, uh, but I had imagined that, uh, that we want to th- try to, the activists up here want to try to throw everything that we possibly can up against the wall and, you know, whatever's going to work uh, would be great because I know that uh, on one hand, we're likely going to be doing fully informed jury outreach because uh, since Curtis is looking at felony, a felony charge, that means that we can bring a jury into this. And so we can uh, work on, uh, you know, reaching out to those folks while at the same time, maybe Curtis will consider taking uh, some sort of an approach like this. I know, Curtis, you uh, don't want to get into a lot of detail about the case uh, with Mark on the air, but do you have any uh, any questions that you think would be appropriate to uh, to ask? Uh, well, next up, I've got a probable cause hearing in the district yeah. court level. Got any got any hints for me or tips for me there? Absolutely, thank you. You uh, and we could talk more when uh, and we can get into this more. Feel free to call my show uh, on Saturday. Uh, you want to be able to make sure that the that the witnesses against you are under subpoena to be there. This is your opportunity to put them on the stand prior to an arraignment and question them to see if there's probable cause. They will not, no one in the history of me doing this has ever been able to prove presence within the state, which is which you get the witness to admit is an element of the so-called crime first. Meaning that uh, in order to have committed this so-called crime, you have to be within the state of New Hampshire, and when yeah. you ask a certain series of questions, they can't prove that. Right. You will, what will happen, Curtis, is th- and this is the questions that you do. I'll try to go as quick as I can. I'll tell you what, we're going to yeah. definitely hold you through here because more people want to talk to you on the phone. But anyway, go ahead. Don't feel rushed. Okay. 
you have to first set up that it is an element of the crime. So you have to ask them, would, and this is the police officer on the stand under oath, would there be a crime if I was not within the state on this day, meaning the day of the, whatever the offense, you know, he would charge? Now, the cop will say no, and that is making your presence within the state an absolutely essential element of the crime. Now, if because it's a felony, it's a crime, it has to be proven beyond a reasonable doubt that you were within the state. So what you do is you ask him, was I within the state on this day, just to restate his testimony, he'll say yes. Then you ask him, is that an arbitrary opinion, or is it based on facts currently within your knowledge? And he'll say it's based on facts. Now you've got him under oath saying he is basing his opinion that you're within the state on facts currently within his knowledge. He can't even look at his police report, not that it would help him. So then you ask him one question, say, factually, what is the state? <laughs> and now, they didn't want to answer that one today. Let me tell you, in, uh, in my trial, they didn't like that. Well, no, no, and we should, you know, like... Oh, no, actually, I'm sorry. I didn't get to an- wait, wait, I didn't get to ask that one. I'm sorry. The one that I asked was factually what is an ordinance, and they didn't want to answer that one either. Uh-oh. I want to know factually, like, I've got an answer for factually what the state is. All right, let's we'll, talk we'll, about it. We'll see um, Mark, uh, how he reacts. Mark's willing to hang on uh, through the news into the next hour. We'll continue the discussion here, and Mark, I'm going to get you in touch with uh, with Curtis off the air here so you guys can do a little bit more, and maybe you can set him up as a guest if you've got time for him. Hang on. More with Mark Stevens in a moment. And you can find his website at markstevens.net. M-A-R-C, markstevens.net. More coming up. It's free. Memorydealers.com offers the world's largest selection of discounted optical transceivers, including SFPs, GBICs, XFPs, Zempax, and X2s, that are 100% compatible with all major networking equipment manufacturers, including Cisco, 3Com, Foundry, Alcatel, and HP, at up to 99% off list price. Memory Dealers can also offer customized solutions for your transceiver requirements, including private labeling. Memory Dealers is your trusted source for all your networking and telecom accessory needs, in stock and ready to ship via overnight delivery. Memorydealers.com. This is Free Talk Live, and you can take control of the airwaves toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. As we launch here into the second hour of the program tonight, it is Ian with you. And Curtis. And Mark. Join us online at freetalklive.com, the features we give away. So enjoy those on us. Uh, Again, freetalklive.com. The site actually allows you to influence what we'll talk about on the air. You can submit uh, show prep suggestions, uh, news articles from around the Internet or uh, YouTube videos or whatever it is, whatever you want to link to uh, blog posts. If you think our listeners will like it and uh, if they do, they'll vote it up and you can also vote things up and you can vote down as well. uh, The stuff you don't like and the most popular items will make it to the front page of our website, meaning that we're more likely to see them and talk about them on the air. Go to freetalklive.com, get a free account and uh, get interactive. Freetalklive.com. As we continue, uh, we've got Mark Stevens on the line. For those of you just tuning in, uh, he's from markstevens.net, M-A-R-C, markstevens.net. He hosts his own show called The No State Project. Uh, It's a show dedicated to bringing about the voluntary society. And, of course, uh, that uh, holds a warm place in my heart because I am also uh, similarly uh, similarly dedicated, as is, uh, is Curtis. He is, uh, Curtis is holding up his Vs for the camera at cam.freetalklive.com. 
uh, which, by the way, is brought to you by MemoryDealers.com. But, Mark, we've been talking about your book, Adventures in Legal Land. You're working diligently on another book, which is uh, I'm excited about. And I hope you'll send us at least a couple of review copies. And, of course, we'll talk to you oh. then at that yeah, time. Of course. Uh, but Adventures in Legal Land is a great book that really just pulls the wool off of, uh, you know, it, it pulls the rose-colored glasses off of people's faces, and it shows them what the the so-called justice system really is, and that is that it's just a scam. It's uh, it's it's a cover to cover the violence of these men and women calling themselves the government. And, and you, there are a series of questions that you share with the reader that they can ask, and you've shared some of them with us tonight, uh, that they can ask in court to reveal the scam, to show all who might happen to be watching uh, in that courtroom, to show everybody uh, what kind of a scam this is. And and it's great because you don't you don't ever say, this is going to guarantee you anything. This is going to get your case thrown out. It has, in some cases, gotten a case thrown out. Uh, but in other cases, you never know what the man in the robe is going to do. So I appreciate you know the honesty that this isn't a magic bullet. Uh, the purpose is to just simply put the, the state agents into a position where they can't really do anything and look good, right? No, I've even mentioned that either way they decide after I go through and ask some questions, it shows the system's a fraud. Either way, it doesn't matter. And I'm convincing most of the people that are watching that it's either a fraud or there's something really, really wrong going on. I know other people want to talk to you, Mark. That's why we held you through the uh, the news. So let's go to Carrie listening in Texas. Carrie, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian Curtis and two Marks. Hi. Um, I got a citation in Plano, Texas a few weeks back. And um, I'm not, as much as I want to, I want to sit out in jail and not pay for it, but I can't do that right now. Um, I'm wondering, what can I do as far as not paying the state the citation and donating it to a charity? Well, one, if you want to avoid any problems, I would, I would probably address it in court timely and uh, get it thrown out. Uh, well, it's a citation for... Uh, uh, expired registration and uh i went through today and got the registration and uh you think i should go to the court and plead not guilty on that i wouldn't do that what i would do is i would file a motion uh to dismiss or a plea in abatement depending on which what they you know what they take there in that jurisdiction and i would just show that no case or controversy has been filed to the court because they have not accused you of uh, violating anyone's legal rights. You know, the, the courts are limited to only cases or controversies, so it always, whether it's civil or criminal, always involves the violation of a legal right. Courts can only hear cases that deal with legally rec- recognized rights. Okay. So, so if, that's, should... if that's so, Mark, why do, why do they continue to, uh, to to hear cases that aren't? Because, uh, like, the drug war is a multi-billion dollar industry. There's a lot of money in it. Hmm. And that's it's what they do all day is they ring the cash register. I mean, I, I've sat in on arraignments many a time and just watched people cut deal after deal after deal uh, where, uh, you know, of course, they're the ones paying uh, through the nose and the state just happily collects it. Uh, of course, despite all that, they're still running on uh, on fumes. The uh, the state system up here, the court system, is so overloaded and so you know underfunded, basically, despite the thousands of dollars they rake in from people every single day, uh, that they have to actually shut down and, and uh, furlough their employees on a few days each month now. Oh, very nice. Yep. I'd like to hear that. So any other thoughts, uh, uh, Carrie? 
Uh, no, that's it. Thanks. Hey, head over to Mark Stevens' website. You'll get more information there. And uh, can folks order your book through your, your site, Mark? Yes, they can. Yes, they can. If they have other questions on court cases that are ongoing, uh, they're free to call the show and we can discuss it at length. Great. Uh, MarkStevens.net. Uh, so, gents, in the studio, any other questions for Mark while we uh, have him here? Yeah, Mark, I wanted to answer. Uh, you said you get one of the ways that you uh, manage to win is, uh, you know, you, you get a, a cop to say that factually um, at the time of the commission of a crime, you were in the state of, uh, you know, of wherever New Hampshire will use. Um, and then you say, well, factually, what is the state of New Hampshire? And, um, I, you know, I don't know what the uh, responses are that you get from police officers, but I, I'd like to take a poke at it and see what you have to say. Sure. I, I just want to preface it with nine times out of ten, it, what will happen is there will be an objection. The witness is declared incompetent by his own attorneys. So most of the time, the police <laughs> officer is not allowed to answer. answer the, so they are, in effect, impeaching the witness against you, which is what you want. Now they have to strike his testimony. Everyone goes home happy. Okay, but how would you answer if you were permitted? Well, I'll give it a shot. Um, so uh, uh, the, the state of uh, New Hampshire is a landmass uh, owned by the feudal lord uh, known <laughs> as the uh, municipal corporation known as the state of New Hampshire. Well, I would move to strike because you got so much in there that is, when you talk about municipal corporation, that's a figment of the imagination. It only existed within the legislative mind. And so I, and the question I asked was factually, what is the state? So you'd have to give me the facts, not the, not your opinion. So what do you think the judge would do with that? Uh, I mean, you know, a, a municipal well, corporation I, exists as far as the judge is concerned. Well, if the judge wants to take notice of that judicial notice, it still has to be based on facts from the witness. So the witness, and I have had witnesses, cops come out and say something like that, where they'll, they, they, they had the Cheshire, you know, grin on their face, you know, oh, it's, it's a municipal corporation. And then, well, factually, what is a municipal corporation, a tough guy? And you've got him right back. <laughs> I, you know, because we all know, and you could point to the Constitution if you need to, that corporations are, or municipal corporations are created by special acts of the legislature. So we know they're not talking about the ground and, and you know, even if they try to say it's a geographical area, the point of the prosecutor and say, "Excuse me, sir, do you represent the ground?" And they'll say, <laughs> and, and they'll say, "Well, no, it's more than that. No kidding. Objection. Move to strike. Calls for uh, assumes facts, not in evidence. You have to establish what the more is, and that's where they lose it because they can't establish the more because that's supposed to be the body politic. And to do that, they'd have to prove they have a duty to protect you." And they can't. And you've Certainly got no police officer walking the beat or doing traffic duty is not even going to come close to even beginning to do that. No. I mean, I so, so assuming this works out, Mark, and assuming I try your, your uh, ideas and it works out, what, what's going to happen? I'm going to um, basically get uh, the four or five witnesses that I summons um, uh, impeached, and they're going to have to throw away the case for lack of uh, probable cause? Yeah, they, they, you just keep going through, and eventually they're not going to let you question the witnesses. You'll have made your point, and uh, they won't have any witnesses to base their complaint on, and legally they, will, they have no choice, no discretion, and that's what's so important. You want to look at something like that where the judge has no discretion. You always want to attack this from a standpoint of taking away the judge's discretion. Otherwise, you're not going to, you, you can't get anywhere. And uh, if they don't throw it out, even though there's no witnesses, you're in a very serious situation. You would have legal recourse to stop it from proceeding by filing another a an action into the higher court, which I talk about in depth at workshops and on my show. 
there are legal remedies to prevent a traffic court or trial court from proceeding when there is no case for witnesses. You want to keep him on, Curtis? Well, you got a few more questions for him? All right, more coming up here with Mark Stevens uh, in a moment. 800-259-9231. If you've got a question for Mark, get on the lines. 1-800-259-9231, because we can't keep him the whole show. We've got to get back to our regular format of open phones, uh, taking calls about anything. 800-259-9231. But if you've got a question for Mark Stevens from markstevens.net, he's with us. It's Free Talk Live. Have you ever wished that you could buy, sell, and trade in silver in your community? Dell Valley Silver has a no-cost turnkey setup for you. You recruit six to eight businesses in your area to accept Dell Valley Silver rounds as barter currency, and your wish is granted. You get paid, and you promote the use of real money. This isn't like so many other silver currency setups where it's really just a system to sell high-priced rounds. It's a free market system based on Austrian economics. DellValleySilver.com. DellValleySilver.com. is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything by dialing in toll-free at 800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. And tonight, it's Ian with you. And Curtis. And Mark. Join us online at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site for free, so enjoy those. Again, that's freetalklive.com. And those features include our news updates. You want to get signed up, uh, get in the loop. With what's going on with the show, you go to news.freetalklive.com. You can join our updates list via email. You can also uh, follow us on Twitter. And you can like us on Facebook. Do it all through news.freetalklive.com. That's news.freetalklive.com. Now then, coming up this summer, between the 24th of June and the 27th of June, or through those dates, you will find the Porcupine Freedom Festival 2010 happening up in Lancaster, New Hampshire. Same place it happened last year. Free Talk Live will be broadcasting live the entire time. Well, not all 24 hours a day, but when we're live, we'll be broadcasting live uh, from the event. It was a blast last year, and it's going to be even better this year, I'm sh- I'm sure of it, because Curtis is involved in uh, in planning the event. And uh, Mark Stevens is with us from markstevens.net. People can go to porkfest.com, P-O-R-C, like M-A-R-C, uh, P-O-R-C-Fest.net, porkfest, excuse me, porkfest.com, dot, not net porkfest.com to get registered to learn more about the event markstevens.net it's markstevens.net uh but mark you're with us and you actually came up here uh, about a year or so ago to uh, to new hampshire to grace the liberty forum with your uh, your your insights and your your wisdom uh you had a great presentation which unfortunately we didn't have enough time to uh, to get through the entire thing so curtis and i were talking what's it going to take to uh, to get mark stevens up to uh, the porcupine freedom festival for uh, for like a seminar or something like that well, just just on the interest, I appreciate. It. I'd love to come out. I'm working on doing something in Providence, uh, Rhode Island, right now, and uh, we'll have to talk off air about you know coming up to New Hampshire. That'd be fantastic. I gave uh, gave Curtis your email address. I didn't think you'd have a problem with that. So he'll no, like not me. at all. And he's free to call my show. We could talk in depth about it. And anybody who wants to talk about courts and stuff like that, just give us a call on Saturday. So Curtis is looking at a felony charge of dispensing cannabis. Uh, there's a probable cause hearing coming up. And Curtis, you had a couple more. I think you had a few more questions uh, for Mark Stevens. Uh, well, I just want to know. You just asked the question for me. If you oh, come up it. there and do a little <laughs> pin my activism with Mark Stevens. All right. Very good. Well, uh, I would I would love to see you back up here, Mark. I know that it was your presentation 
from what I could tell, was very well received uh, last year at the Liberty Forum. And the uh, the Porcupine Freedom Festival is even more of a uh, laid back affair. It's are you familiar with it at all, Mark? I am, and I and I and and on, I'm an East Coaster myself, and I'd love to get back. I, I really would. And just the next presentation I make in New Hampshire, I promise I'm not going to make anyone cry. <laughs> Did you make someone cry I, last time? I, I I made a few people cry. I was really, uh, you know, I, I couldn't. Be, well, I was very surprised. That wasn't my intention. But, why? Why uh, do you think that was? Was it because you were just so uh, iconoclastic? You just blew their I, mind. I, I think it, I think when some people weren't ready to hear and have it broken down in such simple terms that there is no state that most of what they've been taught was a lie, and it really struck some people very hard emotionally. And I and mm. I wasn't. Exp- I I. Next time I come out to New Hampshire, I promise it's going to be a lot more upbeat and there won't be any uh, tears of, uh, of sadness. <laughs> well, I think that probably what was going on is that uh, at these events, they, er, not all of the participants are maybe as far toward voluntarism as uh, some of us on this uh, this radio program are. you probably dealing with an audience that spans from the voluntarist side of things, uh, believing in absolutely no coercive state whatsoever, or coerc- coercion uh, between adults. Uh, or people, human beings, uh, and and then of course it spans from that all the way to the, kind of the minarchist, somebody who's new to the ideas of uh, liberty and is still in that camp of well, well they don't we have to have be new to be a minarchist. I think we should have a small government. You know that that the, those may have been the people that were crying. It, it may have been. It may have been. And it, it's you know I had a great time. I wish I had more time there, but it wasn't on my dime, and I didn't want to overstay any kind of welcome. But I appreciated the opportunity to come out and the invite and. I uh, definitely like to work together and, and uh, come back out again. Well, people, by the way, can see uh, the video of you at last year's Liberty Forum. They can just search the internet for uh, Mark Stevens' 2009 Liberty Forum or Mark Stevens' Liberty Forum if they want to see that, because I thought it was just an outstanding presentation, a real great uh, introduction to your ideas. Mark, anything else that uh, you want to share, you want to get out tonight on uh, to our audience? I just want people to, you know, remember the show. If you want to talk more in detail about court cases and if you've got something going on, that's something we dedicate a lot of my show uh, to on Saturdays that they, they can call and, and uh, you know, I usually have some people on, you know, for more than one segment and, so, and to really explore and have them, other people call in and ask them questions and maybe make suggestions so to kind of get a lot more uh, feedback or ideas on uh, how to handle whatever kind of legal situation people may be in. It certainly helps to have people who are interested in helping. Uh, going all alone into a situation in a courtroom can be a very intimidating experience, which is like what I was saying earlier up here in New Hampshire. We're fortunate because we have so many great activists here. Uh, it makes it a little easier for folks to uh, to handle uh, the, what is in, in general. If you're there alone or you're there with just one or two friends or family members, it can be pretty, uh, pretty intense because the, the, you never know what those people are going to do. And it just makes it easier to have people that care. Uh, yeah, and I'd just like to throw out what I tell people. If somebody listening is having a problem or they know someone who's going into court, feel free to contact me. And when they go to court, they can be ad hoc reporters, be from the media, legitimately from the media, and let the judge know in advance you are there from the media and you're observing what's going on that day. That's helpful as to, uh, you know, mm-hmm. for, the, for the court to know that, hey, somebody's watching, potentially Thousands of people, hundreds of thousands of people are watching. But, Mark, um, one thing we've noticed up here in New Hampshire is uh, when some t- sort of activism uh, comes along, and I'd call your activism judicial activism, but when some sort of activism comes along, the uh, the, the bureaucrats kind of 
it'll confuse them the first couple of times, but after that, they they shape themselves to it and figure out something new. And I'm just wondering, you know, if if your activism was done in a relatively small area, I think you live in Phoenix. Um, I know you live in Arizona. Um, Do you think that uh, the bureaucrats could figure out some way to get around your system, which is largely successful? No, the only way they get it, the the way to, they try to get around it is to just not answer the questions. But by mm-hmm. that time, they've already said that you're entitled to be informed. And so what you what they do is they set up a situation where you are not being informed as to what's going on, so it's impossible to defend yourself, and you can't get a fair trial. There really is no way around it. Uh, and it doesn't mean that you're going to win. Like I write in the book, it's all about damage control. You're trying to limit the damage. Uh, but it, it, and I write in the script that you'll see that the point is to actually get them to shut up. <laughs> Mark, I really appreciate your time tonight. You always are great about staying on extra. You're one of the more uh, the, the more frequently lengthy guests on our program, just because it's so interesting and people have a lot of questions and they're curious because this is a topic. That you just can't find information like this uh, on. I mean, if you talk to lawyers, they're all going to say, well, just hire me and I'll take care of this for you. Um, but uh, you actually give people the tools to where they don't have to spend thousands of dollars on an attorney and maybe they will win. But maybe they won't. You never know what will happen. And you're also honest about uh, you know, the fact that it still is to some extent a crapshoot and you're dealing with violent people and, and they can do anything. Yeah, whether you have an attorney or not. Yep. It, it is a crapshoot. Like you said in an email to me uh, this week, uh, you can go to con- you go to con- jail uh, you can for contempt. You absolutely could. On a parking ticket. But it I didn't, and, uh, and I'm, I'm, I'm still here. So thanks for coming on the show tonight. People need to visit your website when they get a chance to go to uh, markstevens.net. That's Mark with a C. Markstevens.net. His radio show is there. His uh, articles, which are very, very good. And uh, Mark, looking forward to, to uh, hearing from you when you get that new book out. Yes, thanks for having me on again, Yes, sir. Thanks for uh, for, for the time tonight. Good night. More coming up here. You can take control of the airwaves. Bring up anything. 800-259-9231. This is Free Talk Live. In the late 21st century, the hardiest, most daring adventurers have begun to colonize the solar system where untold mineral riches await them. Jealous of their wealth and fearful of their freedom, The government of Earth is determined to extend their power to this new frontier by any means necessary. Escape from Terra, an illustrated science fiction saga from Big Head Press. Read it online at escapefromterra.com. back with more free talk live you can bring up anything dial in via the toll-free number brought to you by SACL cai it's 1-800-259-9231 that's the SACL cai toll-free line 800-259-9231 you can also join us online at freetalklive.com listening options are there and they're free we've got live streams a broadband and dial-up version of the program the webcam which i may have fixed last night there were some problems with it i may have uh, remedied them and uh, curtis is giving me the thumbs up cam.freetalklive.com gets you to the webcam that's brought to you by memorydealers.com listen.freetalklive.com gets you to the live streams uh, which are available 24 hours a day for you also the listen lines there's details on how to call in via any phone that can dial long distance and listen to free talk live around the clock all of it at listen.freetalklive.com mom shows you her love by cooking only the best do you want to know how you can return the favor george's famous baklava mother's day is may the 9th this year get her george's famous baklava it's walnut baklava with over 50 layers of melt in your mouth phyllo 
All the ingredients are premium and natural to ensure only the best taste. Shipped in a special container, priority mail, so it gets to you fresh and delicious. Order it at mandrick.com. That's M-A-N-D-R-I-K.com. There's no C in mandrick. Mandrick.com. It's Osborne approved. Mandrick.com. I know if I, when I'm going to order it, I'm, I would order some for myself as well because it's just darn it good. It really is. Really is good. Uh, you can put, and I put some in the freezer too just because I ordered so much or we got so much when he sent some to us that uh, you know, I just I, I couldn't eat it all at once. And so I, I froze it and it was still good even out of the freezer. Yeah, it's great uh, with, you know, you, you get one of the little triangles. Uh, you know, there's, there's like a million calories in it. And you get one of the little triangles and you have it with a cup of coffee and it is really a wonderful way to start the day. All right, so we're going to continue here. We'll take your phone calls about whatever's on your mind. Coming up, motorcyclist jailed for uh, hours, 26 hours, for videotaping a cop. Uh, we'll go to first your phone calls, though. Michael is listening in South Carolina, and you're on Free Talk Live with Ian Curtis and Mark. Hey, how's it going? Hello, Michael. What's on your mind tonight? Yeah, I wanted to give you all another example of uh, how awful and unnecessary the federal government is. So, okay, uh, go for it. My county here in South Carolina is uh, Aiken County, and the uh, county has uh, recently uh, entered into a contract with a uh, a firm in D.C. that's going to basically lobby the uh, federal government to try to get projects here in our county. And uh, so they're spending $100,000 uh, to buy, to pay for this lobbyist. So he wow. can go there and try to get some of our stolen money back from the feds. So apparently the so-called representatives that are normally there trying to get uh, stolen money back to the area uh, from the feds are not enough. Now they've hired a professional lobbyist to, uh, to exactly. attempt to bring them more money? Exactly. Wow, that's amazing. And it's ridiculous because you, you think about how many counties there are in the United States and how many foreign governments basically do the same and how many towns and, and cities and so on. You, all these people are spending all that money trying to get a piece of the taxpayer's uh, money, you know. Whereas if they had any uh, any principal or any cojones, uh, they would just refuse to pay. People would, could just refuse to pay money to the feds, and then they could just keep it all in their communities rather than having to uh, pay a significant portion of their income to the feds and then have a, a little bit of it uh, returned back to the politicians because it doesn't come back to you. It, it really comes, is an inefficient system. It's awful. It's terrible. It, it, it goes back into the hands of these same idiots that are doing what you're talking about right now. You don't get to see any of that, but they yet to, they yet they love to position themselves as doing something for the community. That it's an investment uh, in the community, as though you see any return uh, out of the money that they've stolen and have decided to spend on whatever arbitrary government projects they want to spend it on. Uh, well, that's that's an amazing uh, story. Is it is that hundred thousand dollars going to one person? It's going to the firm. I don't mm. I don't know um, if it's paying for one person or not, but. Well, I would imagine that uh, what you're dealing with there is a person who's not full-time. The $100,000 is going to go to somebody who's going to probably do some other things. Plus, there's the kickbacks, the uh, the condominiums in uh, Bimini, the, uh, the, the, the massages, uh, you know, whatever it else is they're buying for the senators, the representatives, their staffers, mm-hmm. uh, fur coats for the, 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 the wives, those kind of things. <laughs> you know, and when you bring up secession to people, a lot of folks will say, you know, well, you're getting more back from the federal government than than uh, what you're paying in taxes. Ludicrous. Think, yeah, those people are overlooking things like this. They're overlooking the way it works. Period. You don't get anything back. 
You don't get anything. They yeah, don't get could, anything. How could it be that uh, even if a community got back more dollars, how, you know, the dollars are spent in an inefficient fashion, but how could it be that you route it through an organization and, uh, the, you know, this, the, you get back more than, uh, than, than you put in? It doesn't even make any sense. Really, what are the politicians in Washington making their money from? It just, I, I, you know, I hear this said, but I just don't believe it. No, I don't either. You Michael, know? I want to thank yeah. you for the call and the thoughts tonight and sharing that story. I appreciate hearing from you at 800-259-9231. We go to the blog of Carlos Miller. He's a photographer uh, by trade who kind of got thrown into the area of the police state because the police decided to target him one night when he was on the road in Miami. Uh, he's, again, a, a professional uh, a photographer. He happened to see an accident, pulled over got out his camera, started taking pictures, and the cops decided to uh, to arrest him for it, and, and uh, they went after him. He, I believe he ended up winning his case down the line, uh, but he has taken this issue of restrictions on photography by government bureaucrats and made an awesome blog out of it. And that- here, I'd like to uh, point out the, the, the term win. We had just had Mark Stevens on from yeah, uh, markstevens.net. Is, um, you know, he won his case against the bureaucrats, but what did he win? He won the right of a uh, you know somebody in a supposedly free country, the the press to to freely film an accident uh, scene. Well, they were supposed to have that in the first place. So mm. he spent his time, his money, um, a, a, you know, a great deal of his energy. What did the bureaucrats spend? Who were uh, supposedly spent else's money. supposedly representing you or the people of uh, of the county or state in the, in the in that region? I mean, who in that county or that state would say, "Oh no, you you know, somebody a member of the press shouldn't be able to film an accident scene." I mean, this is absolute nonsense. Yeah. When everybody lost, everybody but the bureaucrats. Well, that's one of the things that Mark Stevens points out in his book, Adventures in Legal Land, is that whenever the bureaucrats uh, decide to encounter you, you will lose. You will always lose. The only question is how much. And that's why Mark Stevens was talking about damage control. So whenever you're dealing with a bureaucrat, whether it's uh, the police or the court or you know some tax bureaucrat or whatever the bureaucrat is, you will lose at the very minimum. You'll lose your time. There's a possibility you'll lose your money, and there's a possibility you'll lose your freedom to move around by put them putting you in a jail cell. So really, the only question is how much of it are you going to lose? In your life. There is that possibility as well. Thank you for uh, for the reminder. Uh, luckily, Carlos did not lose his life. He did win the so uh, so called uh, so called win the trial, but uh, he certainly didn't secure any press freedom for anybody. Because even though he uh, won the case, the police all across the uh, the world, all across the country, are continuing to crack down on people with cameras. We had some of our friends here, one of your uh, cohorts behind the scenes on the Porcupine Freedom Festival, was recently arrested for uh, illegal wiretapping for having a video camera out in plain view videoing cops in public, in, in the public. Our friend Sam from ObscuredTruth.com last year spent 58 days in jail because he dared record video in a so-called public court lobby. Carlos Miller didn't win anything for anybody else as far as uh, increasing freedom. He just happened to win that one little case, which is now you know gone, and, and he's doing a great job though over at carlosmiller.com of focusing on the issue of photog- uh, photographic freedom if you will and so here's uh, one of his recent stories this by the way what's that i will you'll win you said if i will and i and i will i got gotcha, you thank you uh so anyway uh he posted a story recently about a motorcyclist who was jailed for videotaping a gun wielding cop and we're bringing this to you sponsored by copblock.org great website that does uh, some similar work Anyway, he writes, after spending 26 hours in the Baltimore County Jail, Anthony Graber still doesn't understand what he did wrong. 
Sure, the 24-year-old man admits to speeding on his motorcycle, but does that merit having a plainclothes cop pull a gun on him? Does that merit six state troopers raiding his parents' home and seizing four computers at the crack of dawn? Does that merit getting charged with a felony and threatened with five years in prison? Now remember, this is a speeding ticket. That's right. Of course it doesn't. This is nothing but an obscene case of police intimidation. A constitutional violation against a man who served six years in the National Air Guard and who has never been arrested before. And you know, this is one of those stories that the fact that he was uh, was working for the government for many years is one of those stories that probably was an eye-opener for him. You know, there's a good chance that this is one of those guys that was very pro, uh, pro-state, pro pro-government, and then all of a sudden one of his buddies in the police pulled a gun on him. And what do you think of, how do you think he feels about the government now? There's more coming up. This is Free Talk Live. This Your Family Today tip is brought to you by Stouffer's. Let's Fix Dinner. Find dinner ideas to bring your family together at the table at letsfixdinner.com. Juggling schedules so that everyone eats together can be tough. Try starting with one family dinner a week, whenever you can fit it in. Take turns picking the meal and have everyone pitch in. Working together will bring your family closer, even if it is just once a week. For more tips like these, visit us at parenthood.com slash yourfamilytoday. Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever's on your mind. Dial in toll free at 800-259-9231 and take control of the airwaves tonight. It is Ian with you. And Curtis. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features there we give to you, including our webcam. At cam.freetalklive.com, you can go there. You can interact with other listeners because we've got a chat room on the same page. You can watch, listen, and chat all at the same time at cam.freetalklive.com, which is brought to you by memorydealers.com. And memorydealers.com offers the world's largest selection of discounted optical transceivers, including SFPs, XFPs, GBIX, Zenpacks, and X2s. They're 100% compatible with all major networking equipment manufacturers, including Cisco, 3Com, Foundry, Alcatel, and HP at up to 99% off of list price. I've seen these list prices, and really, the prices are up to 99% off. And even the ones that aren't 99% off are a huge discount. It's MemoryDealers.com. It's in, they've got these optical transceivers in stock and ready to ship via overnight delivery at MemoryDealers.com. All right, we continue here. Uh, you can bring up absolutely anything. We're talking about a story from the Carlos Miller blog at CarlosMiller.com. Great blog that really keeps an eye on the police oppressing photographers around the country. And it just, he never runs out of uh, material. It's a, gr- it's a great blog in that it shows such horrific things. And he does such a, a great job of it. Anyway, he's talking about a guy, a 24-year-old man who was in the Air National Guard for six years, never been arrested before in his life, who was pulled over for speeding on his motorcycle. Well, let's get some more of the story here. Uh, apparently he ended up having a gun pulled on him by the cop. Six troopers raided his parents' home and seized four computers at the crack of dawn and was charged with a felony and threatened with five years in prison. Uh, more detail here from carlosmiller.com. <coughs> it was a knee-jerk reaction from the Maryland State Police after Graber posted the video of the cop pulling a gun on him on YouTube. The cop's name is Joseph David Euler, in case you were wondering, he has no business wearing a badge. So how come he's not being punished? Well, we already know the answer. He's above the law. They are above the law. The Maryland State Police Department, that is. Why else would a judge sign a search warrant allowing them to raid Graber's parents' home at 6.45 in the morning on a weekday, detaining his entire family for 90 minutes, forbidding his mother from going to work and younger sister from going to school, while they rummage through the uh, family's personal belongings? And that judge's name? 
Well, that's a secret. There is no signature from a judge on the paperwork. According to Graber, in an exclusive photography is not a crime interview Thursday night, just hours after he was released from jail. And besides, why do you need signatures? It's not like you can hold these people accountable anyway. They should they should just start showing up with blank pieces of paper and waving them around. You know, you're right. You're absolutely right on this one. It's not like the it's not like the judges don't just rubber stamp whatever these cops want anyway. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's how it's gotten. I, maybe maybe there was a time in history when judges would make police officers and and uh, sheriffs uh, you know show some kind of probable cause or whatever, but that doesn't happen anymore. And the evidence is profound. They told me they don't want you to know who the judge is because of privacy. Is this America, where cops are allowed to violate your Fourth Amendment rights, not to mention your First Amendment right to film them on the approval of some secretive judge? Well, maybe not all judges agree. The judge who released me looked at the paperwork and said she didn't see where I violated the wiretapping law. Ah, yes, the wiretapping charge. That old standby that cops use when you happen to videotape them in public while they're on duty when they have absolutely no expectation of privacy. Sure, the First Amendment supposedly allows us to photograph police in public. Numerous court rulings have determined that. But now cops have turned to irrelevant wiretapping charges to crack down against those who video them in public, as has happened uh, just within the last month here in New Hampshire to two activists. Uh, Those laws are designed to protect people whose voices are recorded in telephone calls when you actually have an expectation of privacy. Fortunately, most judges end up throwing these charges out of court when cops don't have an expectation of privacy. The case began against Graber on March 5th when he was speeding on his motorcycle on Interstate 95. He had a video camera strapped to his helmet and was filming the ride. He sped past, uh, sped past Officer Euler's unmarked car, who claimed he was popping a wheelie while traveling 100 miles per hour. And Euler was only visually estimating his speed. He didn't have a radar gun, which usually means it wouldn't stand up in court. Graber also admits to speeding past a marked car. However, he never has uh, he never heard any sirens behind him, and even at one point in the video where Graber looks back, the only car behind him is Euler's unmarked car with no lights. That was when Graber was already exiting the interstate. When he came to a complete stop behind the other cars at the exit, Euler cut him off and hopped out of his car with his gun drawn, never flashing a badge and not identifying himself as an officer until several seconds later. Which, of course, I mean, really... You're still dealing with an armed man, right? Even if the armed man has a badge, that doesn't necessarily mean he's not going to do anything crazy or stupid. And uh, Right. So- well, jumping out of an unmarked police car um, and uh, cutting people off and uh, jumping out with a gun drawn is probably crazy. And taking your time announcing who you are. But did he mention that he spotted a strange... Well, you got a helmet on, you know, you're on a motorcycle. And and you know what it's like when people come up to you almost and, and say something to you without sort of greeting you first? You almost always say, what? Because you, you weren't expecting the exchange. It was something new and unusual. I, 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 this, mm. this is just crazy. Uh, the officer, Euler, never mentioned that he pulled out his gun in his report. What a surprise. But he did mention that he spotted a strange-looking object on the operator's helmet that was later realized to be a video camera. And he did mention that he cited Graber for a single citation for traveling 80 miles an hour in a 65-mile-per-hour zone. So what's the problem? Well, Graber decided to post the video on YouTube, which made Euler look like a thug. In fact, if you look at the video, which you can see if you go to carlosmiller.com, you'll notice Euler glance at the marked unit behind Graber and move his gun behind him as if trying to hide it from the other officer before tucking it back into his pocket. After all, an officer is only supposed to pull out his gun if he believes his life is in danger. Surely that doesn't happen with every traffic stop, does it? 
Ten days later, Euler discovered that Graeber posted the video online. Two videos, a longer one without audio and a shorter one with audio. That prompted Euler to issue an arrest warrant against Graeber, citing that Graeber did not inform uh, him that he was recorded by video or audio, thus violating the criminal law, and then they cite that. He also tacked on the charges of reckless driving and negligent driving to the arrest warrant. And then six cops, after the fact. You'd like to think here that uh, a public servant in public doing the job of the public would be would have the expectation that their actions would be made public i mean this isn't this isn't an expectation of privacy he's out in the sunlight on a public street doing his job with a uniform paid by the tax paid for by the taxpayer these people believe that if they tell you that they don't want to be recorded that you shouldn't you shouldn't be able to record but he didn't even say that he didn't no, he didn't. He just, you know, the, it happened, and he didn't know that it was happening. And uh, but they believe know. they should have an expectation of privacy any old place they happen to be. And this is this is, um, you know, one that's this is a uh, issue that is definitely going to be won by free people. It's gonna it's gonna take a while, but camera the, freedom. You mean yeah, camera yeah. freedom? Cops but they are, have to be willing to be arrested for it, though. That's well, the trick. Cops are uh, well. There's just gonna it's just gonna be so prolific. Because even if everybody pulls down the videos at some point or another, then it's just not worth the cops going after the videos. Six cops then raided his parents' home where Graber is living early one morning. They spent 90 minutes there, he said. They uh, wouldn't let my mom go to work. My sister had to go to school, and they wouldn't let her. I just had gallbladder surgery and had bandages on my stomach. In fact, after a phone call to the commissioner, that was the only reason they didn't arrest him on the spot. They told him he had to turn himself in when he got better, which he did. Uh, He said, I just wanted to do the right thing. I don't know if that's necessarily the right thing, but then again, they'll come back and hurt you again if you don't. When he showed up to the jail, they set his bond at $15,000, which is a little extravagant considering there's a maximum $10,000 fine for wiretapping conviction. He spent 26 hours in jail. I don't know where that noise is coming from. He spent 26 hours in jail before he was released upon his own re- uh, recognizance. The judge who released him took one look at the report and said it didn't appear that he had violated the wiretapping law. She said, I have no idea why you're charged with this. Well, can't you well, speculate, ju- Judge? You know, the judge can say that you can't do this to the prosecutors. You know, she shouldn't be sitting, just sitting around waiting for them to figure it out. This cost this man his time and his money. I mean, he sat in jail over this crap. This judge should take a stand and say, hey, look, until you guys can prove why this guy should be charged with, uh, with wiretapping, I'm going to let him go. But no, they, this is the judge's work for the prosecutors, people. It's in, not the other way around. In fact, Maryland requires to be an expectation of privacy in order to make that charge valid. The incident has left Graber with a serious distrust of the police. He said, I'm now afraid of the police, afraid of what they can do to me. I've never been arrested in my life before this, he said. It's about the sanest thing that <laughs> has been said in this whole article. He's now making arrangements to sell his motorcycle because he doesn't feel comfortable riding it anymore. And he's waiting for his preliminary trial to see if prosecutors will decide to pursue this case. As for Officer Euler, well, what do you think? Fine, nothing. Nothing's happened to him. He's still free, roaming to terrorize the citizens, just as he did in Graber's video. And uh, then they show the arrest warrant, which didn't come out great, but they're working on a better version. So updates to come at carlosmiller.com. Head on over there and take a look. He's got a lot of great content there. And as again, using the term great, I don't know if it's necessarily accurate because he's great at covering what is just so absolutely awful and sickening that happens on such a regular basis in this country. And I I agree with you, Mark, that the the freedom people can win this, but it's going to take some effort 
It's going to take some investment. It's going to take uh, some risk. I don't think it will. I think it's just going to happen naturally and organically. Now, well, you know, risk is going to be the involved. rest and the investment. Um, and the investment will happen. Uh, you know, will speed it up. But people I, are going to have to go into places where they're not allowed to record and record and risk being arrested. There's more coming up. Hour three's on the way. It's Free Talk Live. How long can you hold your breath? <sighs> not long. After air, water is the most critical factor for life. There are dozens of toxic substances in tap water, even pharmaceutical drugs that city processing can't remove. Sadly, most bottled water isn't much better. The chemicals in the bottles themselves are a serious health concern and a huge environmental problem. Filtering your own drinking water is the logical answer. You'll have a much better quality of water and save a bunch of money, too. Aquasana filters are thorough and more affordable per gallon than even pitcher-type filters. Aquasana is consistently voted the best choice by Consumers Digest. The filters are easy to use and install. Call 866-NO-BOTTLE to order or link online through freetalklive.com. If you'd like a 20% discount, and who wouldn't, when ordering online, use the discount code FTL. Again, that's FTL. Or call toll-free 866-NO-BOTTLE and tell them we sent you to get a great discount on all Aquasana products. Drink smart. 1-866-NO-BOTTLE. Talk Live, and you can bring up whatever you want. We're launching into the third hour of the program tonight. It is Ian with you. And Curtis. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site for free, so do enjoy those on us. Again, that is freetalklive.com. Uncovering the secrets and exposing the lies. That's what readers of freedomsphoenix.com get every day. Readers of freedomsphoenix.com are constantly provided the detailed real news that lies between the lines of propaganda and relationship we have with uh, with coercive governments. Freedomsphoenix.com offers up-to-the-minute updates on the economy, technology, communications, and the rise of the police state. Go now to freedomsphoenix.com and sign up for the free daily dispatch. That's freedomsphoenix.com. Our website is freetalklive.com. It allows you to select show prep and uh, get it promoted to our eyes so we might talk about it on the air. You can uh, basically submit whatever you want to the site. Other listeners vote it up or vote it down, and the most popular stories and entries make it to the front page of the website at freetalklive.com. So we will take your phone calls about whatever happens to be on your mind. Continuing, though, since we kind of are talking about uh, out-of-control cops... We just uh, finished up a story, for those of you just tuning in last hour, about a madman cop in Maryland who pulled a gun on a motorcyclist who was just speeding. He gets out of his car, he's an ununiformed cop in an unmarked car, whips a gun out and starts saying, get off the motorcycle, get off the motorcycle. We watched the video during the, the break. And he says, get off the motorcycle three times as he approaches with his gun drawn uh, at this motorcyclist. Sounds to me like I'm getting jacked off my motorcycle by some common thug. Right. Well, it's what's weird about it is it's it's a relatively nice car with a guy who's relatively clean cut in pl- completely plain clothes. Mm-hmm. But you know you don't have this. He doesn't have a thug look about him at all. It just it's 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 this strange situation for this guy. I can't even imagine what it was like for him. Must have been really scary. I mean, having some nutball pull a gun out in the middle of the road like that. Anyway, he ended up getting uh, his home raided because he dared to videotape the encounter and post that video on YouTube. Yeah, it wasn't about videotaping. It was about posting that, uh, you know, disclosure. Transparency. So the this co- is what the government doesn't want. Well, I mean, you know, I mean, look at Obama. Obama promised a whole, you know, a whole bunch of things, but one of his main platforms was governmental transparency. 
We got plenty of change, no transparency. I know how we can solve this problem. I know. Uh, I, I know what we can do as a society, as a government. Vote for the next person that says transparency? No, 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 no. What we can do to solve this problem of the police, because the police are, you know, they're, they're out of control. It's an issue. What we need to do is bring in the National Guard. <laughs> how do you feel about that one? Uh, to, to protect us from the police? Just, you know, to take over for the police. Maybe augment them a little bit. Uh, I mean, if the cops are doing something bad, the National Guard will take care of it. The National Guard should be roaming the streets and keeping America safe. What do you say? Should the National Guard um, then uh, be policing the police? And will the police then police the National Guard, too? I don't know. Competing agencies might actually be helpful. Well, that well, they claim they have competing agencies now with yeah. the the state police and the local boys and, and the, the, the county and, and the county as well. Yeah. So, Curtis, I mean, how do you what do you think? Uh, bring the National Guard in? Good idea. Uh, they're employed by the same people. I don't I don't see any competition in that. It may actually be even worse uh, because if you think about it, the local boys. Well, at least you can know where they live. I mean, theoretically, yeah, it's true, uh, especially in a smaller market, that kind of thing. But uh, to some extent, there's a very, very bare minimum level of something you can do about local cops. And I'm yeah, not a saying lot of times they're moms and dads. They live in the same community. Yeah. You know, I'm not saying there's much you can do, but I think there would be even less that you could do about the National Guard. These are people that are coming in from other areas. They don't live around where you live yeah. necessarily. And, of course, it would be even worse if it was the military because then it's even more uh, you know, f- f- coming from far away. Uh, so, But that's the proposal that's on the table in Chicago. According to ChicagoBreakingNews.com, two state representatives called on the governor, uh, I guess recently, to deploy the Illinois National Guard to safeguard Chicago streets. Chicago Democrats said they wanted uh, John Fritchley and LaShawn Ford said they want Quinn, Mayor Richard Daley, and the Chicago Police Superintendent to uh, uh, to allow guardsmen to patrol the streets and help quell violence. Aren't, aren't guns illegal in Chicago? I think they are. So well, not if why, why is there violence? If guns are illegal, there should be no <laughs> violence. Am I right? Well, plus, uh, I'm pretty sure Chicago has a pretty darn big police force. Is this an indictment against their police force, basically saying they can't the do crap? The inability to uh, handle it? It would have to get pretty bad for them to uh, to uh, indict themselves that way and say, yeah. bring on the National Guard. Well, the police superintendent, Jody Weiss, uh, has been asked to uh, to get involved. She, I'm presuming it's a she? Anyway, Weiss. Oh, he. Uh, Weiss said that he didn't support the idea because the military and police operate under different rules. Uh, one of the so-called representatives said, is this a drastic call to action? Of course it is. It's warranted when we're losing residents to gun violence at such an alarming rate. Or excuse me, that was a question. Is it warranted? Without question, he says, we are not talking about rolling tanks down the street or having armed guards on each corner. Well, what are you talking Wait, about? Why then? would you call in? Why would you call in the military then? Well, the See, National Guard. What is the National Guard? So instead Very of tanks, similar. they'll have APCs. <laughs> but the National Guard, the National Guard is is simply a wing of the government these days. I mean, admittedly, there's a time we can hearken back to when uh, the National Guard was here for hurricanes and and to quell uh, disturbances and things like that. But that's that's not what they're used for anymore. Uh, half the National Guard is over in Iraq and Afghanistan. I mean, they're just the reserve military now. I think Curtis is absolutely right uh, that essentially this guy is just dodging with his language. Okay, oh, yeah, there's not going to be tanks. We'll have armored personnel carriers. And they're not going to be on every corner. In fact, he clarifies his vision here. He says that uh, what he envisions is a heightened presence on the streets, particularly on the roughly 9% of city blocks where the most of the city's violent crimes occur. 
So basically putting them into, uh, you know, they're giving, them, they're giving them the hard parts. Yeah, the get, like, the we don't up. want to do the hard part of our job anymore. Why don't you go uh, walk around there with the bulls on your back? Weiss previously, uh, previously <laughs> identified. Right. You put the, the cops who are getting, what, $80,000, $90,000 in Chicago. It's probably to start. It's a union town. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, they, they can't arm them up with uh, the paramilitary gear that so many police station, police departments use these days. They want to put these uh, privates and corporals who are getting less than a minimum wage out there and uh, tell them, hey, take care of this. We know you don't have any real training on police work. Uh, don't worry. We really don't pl- train cops much anymore. Anyway, so just go ahead. <laughs> and don't feel bad, guys, because we're going to hire some private contractors to sit in the back and do all the easy work and make 120K, 250K. And plus, yeah. and also, you don't have to worry either. I mean, if you just shoot, start shooting people whenever you want to, we'll cover for you. And, you know, if you if you murder some children in the streets, you don't have to worry about it because, well, they don't know who you are. You, don't, you won't even have to wear name tags. You'll yeah. be all right. Just keep that drop gun in the back of your Humvee. Name tags on soldiers? I mean, what kind of sense does that make? They'll wear, they'll wear <laughs> their, their glasses. And you won't be able to see their you'll, All you'll be able to see is, like, the color of their skin, you know, there, there'll be no accountability. There, There isn't now when bad things happen in Iraq. Why would there be in uh, the worst neighborhoods of Chicago? Now, the uh, let's see. Weiss previously identified this police chief or police whoever uh, previously identified those hot spots and said he plans to create a 100-person team made up of selected and volunteer police personnel to respond to crime there. If guardsmen were to assist police, they could Comp- uh, they by, could comprise or contribute to that force, according to the representative. Uh, by uh, volunteer, what he means is higher paid. So, you know, the, the police officers who are making now, at this point, $80,000 base pay will we'll volunteer uh, to get one hundred twenty. Yeah, they'll, they'll, they'll go. Uh, they'll get time and a half or double time to uh, to work this particular area. So far this year, 113 people have been killed across Chicago. The same number of U.S. troops killed in Iraq and Afghanistan combined in the same period, said Fritchie. As we speak, now. National Guard members are working side by side with our troops to fight a war halfway around the world. The unfortunate reality is that we have another war that is just as deadly taking place right in our backyard. While the National Guard has been deployed in other states to prevent violence related to specific events and protests, the Chicago legislators said they're unaware of guardsmen being deployed to assist with general urban unrest. Police chief countered the only scenario in which the National Guard would be helpful is in the situation of a tornado, earthquake, or flood. If the military were brought in to help with city violence, they wouldn't answer to police command, creating a major disconnect in mission and strategy. Alluding to the 1970 Kent State University incident where the National Guard was called in and protesters and students were shot, Weiss said having guardsmen handle crime could be disastrous, as though your cops aren't already a disaster situation. And but, it sounds like a dangerous situation having two different police forces in the yeah. same city like that. You never know what could happen. I, I agree with the police chief in this particular case, but of course his squad isn't uh, that much better. 800-259-9231. But this is the proposal that is on the table. They yeah, he's, are, he's just trying to preserve his monopoly. They want to move forward with this. So we'll keep an eye on the story here for you. More coming up. You can bring up anything at 800-259-9231. Are you moving to New Hampshire for the Free State Project? Maybe you are already here and need to find a place to call your own. Mark Warden, the Porcupine Realtor, will help you find the perfect property. Do you want a home with 50 acres of land? How about an income-producing building? Perhaps a cabin on a lake or a condo in an urban area? Invest in liberty and property. Contact Mark Warden, Porcupine Realtor. See his banner ad at freetalklive.com.
This is Free Talk Live, and you are invited to take control of the airwaves. You can bring up whatever you want. Dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 800-259-9231. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site we give away, so enjoy those on us. And by the way, those features include our bulletin board system with over 500,000 posts. There's a lot to talk about there. Everything from serious issues to silly nonsense. You'll find it all at bbs.freetalklive.com. Now, government school is necessary to prepare young people for citizenship. After all, where else could a curious and creative individual learn how to be a meaningless part of a large and uniform group of dependent followers who are constantly being watched, managed, and told what to do? School Sucks Podcast is a show about the end of government-controlled education. Please visit the news site at schoolsucksproject.com to make a profile, join the forums, and help these ideas spread. That's schoolsucksproject.com. We continue with your phone calls about what you want. Coming up, the police raid... uh, they, the police raid somebody's office over intellectual property. We'll uh, get to that. It's it's about the iPhone, actually. But first, Dave is in New Hampshire. And Dave, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian Curtis and Mark. Uh, hi. I appreciate you guys talking about this stuff because um, what does one have for recourse when they have such experiences with the police what do they do do they go back to the police and report it back to the people who have who have uh behaved in such a way the people that are supposedly protecting and serving you're going to go back into the lion's den or whatever you want to call it and say oh you guys hurt me and didn't do behave properly i mean that's got to be intimidating that's what they propose that you do Mm. I know I've had experiences. I've had experiences right in this town, and and I know someone else who had it right in this town. And I'm in Keene, and and I was going to say, you, I think to an extent, you guys, they might be behave worsely towards you if they didn't know you all had the power of a microphone and stuff. There's, oh, I agree. There's certainly that possibility. In fact, uh, Andrew Napolitano uh, from Fox News has, I think, rightfully pointed out that the camera is the new gun. Uh, this is a peaceful movement of peaceful people that are looking to achieve liberty in their lifetimes. I'm not going to pull out a weapon. I'm going to pull out a camera to show the world what these police are doing uh, the violence that they are enacting on, on people. Now, actually, I think that we're fortunate up here in New Hampshire. The cops aren't quite as uh, as violent and dangerous, at least from my observations, as they can be in, in other places around the country. But that's not to say things don't happen. As you say, David, something happened to you. Do you want to talk about that? Well, I've, I was, like, assaulted right in my house by the police. They, really? they smashed my door and, 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 and attacked me and put me in a stranglehold, and I was, like, knocked Whoa. out for a f- short period. What was the alleged reason they did that? Well, see, I was right on the, I, the, the alleged reason. Well, I was on the screen porch on the ground level, and we were talking to each other through there, and, they, and they, he kept saying, I want to talk to you, I want to talk to you. And we're, like, standing right on opposite sides of a screen porch talking, and then he just got, he got, he just got pissed off, said I was under arrest, and smashed my door in, basically. What, why do you think he was there in the first place? Well, he was there because actually there was something happening, but it was it had to do with like um, I had like a, a basically like a um, there was smoke, and I was having like a uh, like a barbecue type condition on my front porch, mm-hmm. and that is an infraction. That is a violation. Barbecuing on your front porch is a violation. 
Yeah, I think it has to. It, it's a city ordinance or something like that. You can't have like ludicrous. Well, ignorance of the law it. is no excuse, David. Uh, you know, <laughs> obviously, you deserved a good choking for, uh, yeah. for 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 using your hibachi in the in an unauthorized area. You you could have you could have burnt those chicken legs right underneath your roof. Now, what yeah. is it that you did? I mean, it, did you go to the police department and attempt to uh, file some sort of complaint? I considered it, but I was so like just blown away. I dealt with the I dealt with the court system too and 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 that was really I mean my public defender which I had okay. was like seemed to seemed to be more her the the, the prosecutor was like her buddy yep. and I'm like yeah. he's supposed to be our adversary and she's talking about him like they're buddies. They all get paid by the same people. The the uh, defender, the prosecutor, the judge, they're all taking paychecks from the same organization and they are buddies. This is a, I mean you're calling from Keene, it happens to be where we are as well and yeah. Keene has 25,000 people. It's a small small city. Uh, that uh, you, you see a lot of the same people. These government bureaucrats, it's a small, closed group of individuals. They hang out with each other. Uh, they know one another. I'm not saying they all like each other. Certainly there are going to be personality conflicts within any group. But they uh, still, they're still they still on the same team. Yes. I mean, <laughs> look, take a look. It's not like Ian and I are the best of friends either, but we, I mean, we know whose backs we scratch here. If somebody comes along and they're going after Ian, like he may not be my best bud in the whole world, but he's the guy that butters <laughs> my bread and i'm gonna be on his yeah. side yeah yeah so yeah. And, and and by the way what i'd recommend for you uh david is there's a great organization out there called the police complaint center mm. and they have been for years investigating police misconduct and what they did once and they've done it a few times actually but one of the more noteworthy times was down in uh, south florida they get hired by uh tv news stations to do investigation for them because the TV news just can't handle it. They need to bring in some professionals, people that know what they're doing uh, when they're investigating a police department and claims that the police department is doing things uh, that are naughty that they, uh, that they shouldn't be doing. So they bring them in, and one of the things that they've done, they've done a whole bunch of different kind of stinging the police, reverse stinging the cops, basically. But this one was specifically to what you were talking about. They sent one of their agents into police departments across South Florida for the purposes of saying that he had a complaint to make and asking if he could get a complaint form to, to, uh, to fill out. And the amount of departments that, number one, would not allow him to have a complaint form. Number one, don't even, didn't even claim to have a complaint form in the first place. They, uh, wanted Why to, would we have a complaint form? Our cops never do anything wrong. Right. So they, some departments claim they didn't even have the form. Others claim they couldn't take, if they had a form, they wouldn't let him take the form with him to go and fill out because he, he would point out, well, you know, it's not for me, it's for a friend. My friend's afraid because he doesn't want to see the cop that assaulted him. And, you know, can I take this form back? No, you can't. You need to come in and talk to us. And on top of all that, many of the departments were intimidating towards this individual oh, yeah. when they were asking for just a complaint form, which, as you know, if you've paid attention to the police over the years if even if you do get your hands on a, a complaint form or they fill out one for you they take and they put it in the circular file they don't have to do anything with a complaint form they just throw it they crumple it up and throw it in the garbage it doesn't doesn't matter it's an administrative complaint that means that they can look at it and once they've looked at it they're done with it they don't have to take action it's not a criminal matter it's administrative so even if you can jump through the hoops even if you can manage to get your hands on this complaint form it will do almost nothing if you actually do yeah it's not a Form of redress of grievance. 
So, David, I uh, recommend that, and I thank you for the call tonight. Again, that's the uh, the Police Complaint Center, and I don't know what their their current website is, but I'll see if I can uh, I'll see if I can pull it up. It's a former cop, actually, who has uh, been, I guess, off duty for a long time and a turncoat. And, yeah, one of the good guys. Uh, you know, he was busting he was busting cops long before Barry Cooper uh, put Cop Busters together, and Barry Cooper's uh, Cop Busters was great as well. Police Complaint Center. Okay, their new website is policeabuse.com. That's policeabuse.com. Great stuff. They get all kinds of hidden camera things that they've done to bust uh, bad cops. And let me tell you, it's not hard for them to do this stuff. There's more coming up. You can take control of the airwaves and bring up whatever you want. This is Free Talk Live. You can listen to Free Talk Live on the radio via podcast, the webcam, and our live streams at freetalklive.com. Not enough options? Now you can listen to Free Talk Live from any phone, anywhere. Add this number to your phone, 760-569-7752. It's a long-distance call, so make sure you're familiar with your phone's calling plan. The Free Talk Live listen lines are airing the latest episode of Free Talk Live 24 hours a day, including our live shows. Call 760-569-7752. That's 760-569-7752. This is Free Talk Live, and you are invited to take control of the airwaves. Just dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. Join us on our website, freetalklive.com is the place to go. We've got a lot of features there, and they are free. And some of those features include our wiki. With over 2,000 pages created by listeners like you, you can go to wiki.freetalklive.com to get interactive. It's free. Wiki, W-I-K-I, dot freetalklive.com. Did you know that uh, Taryn Lupo from the LCL Report and Wheels Off Liberty supports his full-time activism by selling Liberty-themed jewelry? Support the ideas of Liberty every time you buy some of his unique swag. He also does custom work for just about anything you can dream up. Find his designs at lclreport.com or join his uh, fan group on on, uh, Facebook. You can also buy them in person at uh, this year's Porkfest. If you want access to all his best designs, first come to the free champagne mimosa party that he'll be hosting after the uh, Porkfest's opening ceremonies. Hosted by the lovely Michelle Seven. There you go. 800-259-9231. Very nice lady. We continue with your phone calls. Ladies come first on Free Talk Live. Let's talk to Joanne listening in New York. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Joanne. Joanne in New York going once. Joanne in New York. Hello? Hello? You're on the air. What's on your mind tonight? I wanted to know the process to become sovereign. The process to become sovereign. Well, Sovereign Curtis is here in the studio with us. Uh, Maybe you could explain uh, Sovereign Curtis since it's in your name. Okay. The most important thing I can point out is there's no magic word. There's no magic phrase. There's no magic paper. There's no magic anything. There There is no magic process to becoming sovereign. It's about improving yourself and uh, bringing yourself to a point where um, you can stand up for yourself as a sovereign and you don't need to uh, back down from anyone who, who threatens your sovereignty. But there is no court you go to. There is no f- paper to be filed. There's no magic. In- wait, wait. You're not going to charge. Judge. You're not going to charge her five hundred dollars and send her a CD with a bunch of forms that she can fill out and then send all the different government agencies to announce that uh, she's claiming sovereignty. No, I'm sorry. There's no magic bullet. Yeah. What are you attempting to accomplish with this? Oh, it's actually from my husband who's incarcerated. Okay. What he's, you... he's first going to have to get out of jail. <laughs> well, you can be he's a certainly so- not sovereign in there. Well, no, okay. This comes back to a conversation we were having earlier this week, Mark. You can be a sovereign 
in jail is just sovereignty to me. And I, uh, Curtis, I'd like to hear, hear how you feel about this. Sovereignty is about a mindset. It's about a mentality. It's about how you carry yourself. It's about how you interact uh, specifically with the with the government people. It's not about whether or not they have you in chains. I think what you believe is sovereignty is a is a portion of sovereignty, or a portion of what I believe sovereign to be sovereignty to be. Um, I believe sovereignty is is got to have a actual practical effect. If if you can be bullied, then you're not sovereign. Any thoughts there, uh, Joanne? No, I'm just listening. Okay, well, if you can be bullied, then you're not sovereign. I mean, well, all of us can be bullied at some point if they put enough thugs up against us, right? So, no, so- not all of us. I mean. Once once you get to a certain point, you're you're above their law, pretty much. Explain what you mean by that. I'm confused. Well, obviously, money is is a definite factor to it. Um, you might as well just say resources. You need to to amass a set of resources large enough to resist aggression. And that could be what a network resources? of people. It could be money. Um, it could be safe houses. I mean, it, whatever it takes in order to live without being bullied by the state or without having to capitulate to their bullying. Well, so, okay, Curtis, I mean, would that make you a sovereign then? No, no, I'm not a sovereign yet. Okay. You just call yourself a sovereign? (laughs) It's something I started doing while I was still a, um, before I even knew what the word minarchist meant. Um, And I keep it as part of my name as a reminder to people around me and to myself. Um, I I do feel that if I ever get to the point where I believe I am what I consider to be sovereign, that... uh, the name will no longer be necessary. It'll be redundant. Well, and I, and I think there's something to that. I think that, uh, that there's something to faking it till you making it, uh, where uh, where you essentially are. You got to act to be right. Doing as much as you can and acting as a sovereign would act, which is why I say it's more about how you carry yourself and a mindset than anything that's that's uh, tangible in reality. Because right now, the government people are out there, and they're not afraid to put you in handcuffs, and they're not afraid to put you in a cage and to steal away any level of liberty that you, uh, that you happen to have. And I know what you're saying to Joanne is, there's nothing that you can do as far as filing papers or making statements or anything like that that will, that will prevent these violent men and women uh, f- from doing what it is that they do, from aggressing against people. And to that extent, I agree with you, Curtis, that no one is truly sovereign in fact in that uh, in our real world lives we aren't sovereign because there are men and women out there that want to uh, want to attack us and steal from us and, and take our freedom but in our minds we can be free and i think that uh, that sovereignty is equally as as much a state of mind and i don't think it's wrong for anyone to call themselves a sovereign if that's what they've gotten to if that's the state of uh, of being that they wish to achieve and it's the one that they're moving towards uh, that i think qualifies as 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 being a sovereign which is why i think it's okay that you you know that it's right that you call yourself that in fact it's good because then you're living into that future you are creating it uh, in your mind and you're doing everything within your power to move towards it even if that means that uh, at some point the state does victimize you and take away some level of freedom as they are attempting to do to you uh, as we speak uh, that doesn't mean that you aren't to my to my mind uh, curtis it doesn't mean you aren't sovereign yeah, there's a lot of little nuances here. You know, if you uh, sign their papers to get out of jail, was it a voluntary decision? And I mean, we can Talk go back right and forth there. with this all all the, all the time. Um, but the, yeah, the most important thing we can get across to you is if you really want to pursue this path, stepping into a court is is taking a big fat step backwards. You know, but if you don't okay. step into the court, then they're going to send men with guns to your home. Right. Well, I'm talking about going there to try to assert your sovereignty. Stepping into their court is immediately taking a step away from your goal. So uh, I, what, what, what are you suggesting there? I, I'm, I'm confused on that. As, as far as 
Well, I, I don't suggest you claim your sovereignty within anyone else's jurisdiction, period. Um, the second you go in there and say, hey, it, you're, you're, you know, you're playing into their hand. You're, you're giving them, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Validity. Um, yeah. If you go into their courtroom or their uh, clerk of courts or whatever and you file some piece of paper with them that says, I hear art sovereign. That's what De- uh, Evan did this week. The video is now up at freekeen.com where he reads his uh, declaration of sovereignty. Well, you're I saying that's that- a step backwards? Well, yeah, you're you're giving them, uh, you're validating the fact that they have some sort of uh, sway over you. Like, you're, if you say that you've got to go in there and tell them, you're telling them that they've got some sort of sway over you. That that they're they're in a position of power that you need to basically ask their permission. I think there's you a might difference. Be claiming something, but. I think there's a difference between going in and saying, you know, I'm free, and then in Evan's case, going in and saying, you know, him uh, filing the paperwork, because it's kind of like it's kind of like dealing with a bully. If you go to the school bully and say, I, you can't bully me, I am sovereign, um, then you're saying to the bully that somehow he's in charge. You've gone to him and, and beseeched him for your so- sovereignty, whereas if the bully comes up to you and says, I'm going to smack you in your mouth if you don't give me your money, um, then you say... I'm not giving you my money. I'm sovereign. It's a different mm. kind of exchange. Do you understand? Yeah, I see where you're coming from on that. Joanna, does that all make sense to you? Kind of. <laughs> okay. Well, let us I just know. I just see too many people out there trying to, you know, a lot of you're not the first person to ask me about what it takes to become sovereign. And I just see too many people out there under the impression that there is some sort of magic form they need to file at at their local court. No, that's not going to do anything. I mean, there, there's no, there's nothing that you can do within the government structure to become sovereign. That's yeah. why I say it's all about your mindset. It's all about understanding what it means to be sovereign, to be fully responsible for one's own self. So if you're on, you know, some sort of government assistance program, probably you can't consider yourself a sovereign. Uh, so being <laughs> being fully responsible for your uh, for your own life and your own actions, and uh, and you know, taking full liability for uh, for for what you do and the decisions you make, and honoring your uh, your agreement and uh, doing what you'll say you're, you're going to do, that kind of thing. Not harming others, doing no harm. All of those things, I, th- I think, are very important factors in understanding what it means. I mean, uh, do you know what being a sovereign uh, means? Somewhat, a little bit. It's, it means you're, you're the king of your own dominion, basically. That, you, you own yourself. Yeah, that, uh, that you are the, the person who's in charge of you, that you have not subverted yourself uh, voluntarily to another man or another woman's will, and that you're willing to live like that uh, and, and take whatever the consequences are that come from that. Yeah, it, it means you accept the moral responsibility for the actions you take. You're not going to blame anyone else for what you do. Hey, head on over to ShireSociety.com if you want to learn a little bit more about uh, kind of an interesting movement of folks that are declaring their sovereignty. And I thank you for the call tonight. appreciate hearing from you at 800-259-9231. Is the more people that come to the conclusion that sovereignty is worthwhile and that they want to be sovereigns, the better. More on the way. It's Free Talk Live. On Free Talk Live, we talk about investing in gold and silver as a hedge against inflation, investment, and barter currency. We've teamed up with Midas Resources to offer you some great rates on some hand-picked gold and silver pieces. U.S. Eagles, British Sovereigns, 20 Francs, Lakota Nation Silver Rounds, Montana Silver Reserves, and Walking Liberty Halves. Call 877-857-9938 or go to gold.freetalklive.com. The shipping is the same for one as it is for 20, so try to get as many as you can all at once. Gold.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live, and you can take control of the airwaves even in these remaining moments. The toll-free number is 1-800-259-9231. 
Bring up whatever's on your mind, 800-259-9231. Joining you tonight, it is Ian. And Curtis. And Mark. And you can join us online, freetalklive.com. Enjoy all the features there. And if you like the show and you want to help support Free Talk Live, you can shop with us at amazon.freetalklive.com. Just start your shopping experience at amazon.freetalklive.com. And we will get a percentage of your purchase when you shop through that link. It's the world's largest internet retailer. I'm sure you've been there before. It's just you're entering through our portal, which means that uh, we get credit for you doing their sh- your shopping there. Amazon.freetalklive.com. So I had experience with this uh, vitamin supplement. Or it's, it's really just a food. It's called Caraluma, and it is an appetite suppressant. It's a kind of cactus from India. And I had experience with it, and it worked very well for me as far as uh, losing weight and that kind of thing. But the company that I was getting it from... Went out of business, and I, you know, rather than going to another company who was uh, making essentially competing pro- product or something like that, decided to talk to a friend of mine who runs a vitamin company. Had some experts formulate a super concentrated uh, version of it and label it call under Lumathin Plus. And uh, I'm sponsoring. I'm you know endorsing the product. It, you can go to LumathinPlus.com and check it out. It, I've priced it so that you can uh, spend less than a dollar a day to uh, lose weight. Feel great without all the jitters and all that other stuff. You don't have to change your lifestyle in any way. LumaThinPlus.com. It works for me, and I'm sure it'll work for you. All right, let's continue with your phone calls and talk to Dan listening to WVNA in Alabama. Dan, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian, Curtis, and Mark. Well, you called me Dan the last time I called. It's Van V. I'm sorry. You know what? Our uh, our board operators are generally pretty good about asking people to spell things, but if they think they hear it right, uh, they, they they write it down that way. So do accept my apologies on their behalf. Van, welcome to Free Talk Live. What's on your mind? Well, it could have been the drugs or mushrooms. You know, they sometimes they forget. Been oh, you're suggesting you our uh, you're suggesting our board operators uh, are on mushrooms. Well, we're not going to deny that. <laughs> <laughs> Good He's doing late. a heck of a don't job. If he is. Yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't. It's, you don't have to be a rocket scientist to do board operation. I've done a lot of it, <laughs> and uh, I've done drugs too. So uh, anyway, go ahead. <laughs> and talking to one, been listening to you guys since you were in Florida. Back first night, I heard you was a story about the handicapped uh, drug dealer got five cops break in. He records it on the recorder. So mm. that's how long I've been listening. Yeah, the Eugene Seiler case out of Tennessee. Worth uh, worth searching for on the internet. Uh, do a startpage.com on that one and pull up that uh, just the chilling audio of a man being tortured by uh, by cops in his own home. Sick stuff. Anyway, what's on your mind tonight, Van? Well, you already did me a favor by your recent last five, six year listeners can now listen to that. That was that was what turned me on to you guys. And I also pulled you put a little bit about illegal immigrants, uh, talking about them coming over the border and taking over the territory. And, uh, and then uh, I said I was talking about armadillos. I have no idea what you're talking about. I'm sorry. I'm a little, little confused. Anybody else catching this? Okay, I'm not I, the only I, one. I, I, you know, putting some of this together, I Illegal guess. immigrants, armadillos. Where are you going with this, man? No, that was just another call I made about two or three. Okay, years well, we don't ago. need a recap of all your calls. I just okay. want to hear what you're talking yeah, what, about tonight. tonight? Uh, what, uh, my wife asked me, uh, my only radio in the house is in the bedroom, and every night at 8, it's time delayed. So here in northwest Alabama, uh, you come on at 8 instead of 6, and except Saturday. And she asked me last night, uh, if, if y'all were Democrat or Republican, I said, no, they're <laughs> neither. 
said to her, is they well, are they libertarian? I said, well, they used to be. <laughs> now that isn't an easy re- question to answer. <laughs> now <laughs> she's really confused. Now, yeah, you're right. She's really confused. Now it's uh, uh, individualism. And, you know, uh, like I say, I'm on time delay, so this will sound silly to anyone that's listening to the call. Well, the, people don't realize that. What you're referring to is the station uh, there in uh, in the Florence area is delay, delay broadcasting this program. So right now, as we're doing our third hour live, they're getting the they're they're hearing our first hour uh, of our show, but they don't really realize that uh, van necessarily unless they're paying real close attention. So uh, so you told her that we used to be libertarians, and then what? Well, now uh, Do you have to you explain why she wouldn't be scared you? of anarchy. You guys, a couple of years ago, I was a Christian Democrat when I started listening to again, and I became a agnostic uh, anarchist. Wow! Now, now I'm just a deist. And you're still together with your wife too. That's good. I'm glad that uh, yeah. that it's all worked out for you. And I thank you, Van, for the call tonight. I appreciate hearing from you at eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. That is the SACL CAI toll free line. You can bring up absolutely anything. Even if it's reminiscing, though, I don't really care too much for that. Yeah, well, you know, I like, it's, I like current things. It's kind of tough because uh, you know the other people didn't listen to the show, but yeah. I know the, the the feeling that he has. You know, you wanna you wanna uh, sort of attach yourself to the time frame when you listen to the show. Look, I've been here since then, and oh, and I appreciate that. Yeah, Let that, me make it clear. Yeah, it's kind of. I'm glad. It's kind of neat. Um, you know, and and W and WVNA has been on board for a long time. They're yeah. one of our uh, longest running. Uh, weeknight affiliates the, with the, we, for the show. We get them great uh, ratings as a result. I mean, you know, you put yeah. Free Talk Live on, keep us on for uh, a little while. And, and don't preempt us for sports. Right. Don't. Yeah. You, you can't just pop us in, pop us out and expect us to, uh, you know, hold the the, um, the the segment for you or the, uh, the, the time build, slot for you. Yeah, we're not going to build ratings if they don't know they can tune in to listen to us. But when they uh, when the listeners do know they can get this show, they'll yeah. make a point of uh, of tuning in like Van has for yeah. the last four years or five years or. I mean, basically, WVNA beats everything in their marketplace with Free Talk Live. Not mails every twenty five fifty four. Yeah, it, it mails twenty five fifty four. But not every time, but darn close to every time they come close uh, to, to you know being number one. We've been number one on the AM dial. I think they've got a translator yeah. now though, right? They just now got uh, I guess like a year ago or so put on uh, an FM uh, version of their of their station. But yeah, on on AM alone we were number. Number one, yep. and we were tied. Uh, when we say number one, we mean tied for number one usually uh, with their rock station. So the same company they have a I the uh, country station uh, beat us one time that I maybe. Would but yeah. anyway, they, I mean, uh, well, it is Alabama. Last time, I mean, the last time I looked, uh, it was their rock station at night. That they've got Alice Cooper on uh, yeah. in our slot, and we tied tied with them. But so. you know, it's not the easiest thing in the world to do to uh, to, to, to beat the, the the music stations, especially big powerful music stations that when you're coming from the uh, AM dial and even if the translator and even now that the translator's on FM it's not broadcasting at nearly the amount of the wattage that the uh, the the FM is uh, that the uh, music uh, station is by the way last night uh, we had Sam from obscuredtruth.com on the program and we talked about how he was assaulted in the courtroom, uh, actually outside of the local courtroom here in Keene, New Hampshire, as we were there, speaking of sovereignty, we were there to uh, to support a local activist in his filing of a declaration of sovereignty uh, with the court. We were there, and in the court, uh, in the in this particular court, they restrict video cameras, even though they're allowed to have their own cameras, but they restrict uh, everybody else from having cameras. And so Sam was outside of the courtroom 
filming through the window in the door with his video camera. Some court bureaucrat goes out there and starts to harass him over it, saying, you can't be here. Sam said, well, they told us that we could be here. And then the court bureaucrat goes back in and moments later jacks the door open right into Sam's camera. This you know, $10,000 HD professional camera just jacks it right into his camera and then comes out and says, Oh, did I hurt? Did I hurt you or something like that? I don't oh, remember. Did I hit your camera? Yeah, did I hit you? Uh, oh, I'm so sorry. And basically laughing at him. That video is now up. It's a raw video though. So, and it was uh, filmed with a hidden cam. So it's not the it's not the best version. Uh, we're still waiting on Sam and Meg from ObscuredTruth.com to put up their professional version. They both had their cameras running. They caught this guy uh, doing what he did. But you can get a general idea for what happened from uh, from the hidden camera that was running. So. Uh, it's not the best footage, but the audio is there, and you can definitely see the guy jack the uh, the door open. Uh, you can see that over at freekeen.com. So, uh, just you know, going back briefly to the uh, to the issue of uh, of sovereignty, I think that uh, it's it's what's really great, uh, Curtis, is that people are talking about this. People are asking you, uh, not just on the air, but also off the air in your your personal life or online. Uh, they're asking you about being sovereign. And as you pointed out during the break, you usually have to correct a lot of misinformation they've already been fed. But at least people are wondering what this means. It's, it's always good news when people open their minds and start asking these types of questions. Yeah. Absolutely. People are talking more about secession now, and they're talking about sovereignty now, and I think we need to do everything we can to encourage that conversation. Yeah, and American expats are talking about renouncing their american citizenship let's go unscreened real quick here uh, very end of the show uh, last thoughts from an amp caller here you're on free talk live hey guys it's sam hey sam um i just wanted to let you know that i pulled out my big camera that the guy opened the door into to uh clear it out for a job tomorrow and the glass filter is shattered Oof. and this is a 140 dollar uh, filter you're just noticing this you and- didn't notice it yesterday or Monday? Didn't no. notice it, yeah. And the chief of police is refusing a public hearing about towing my car, which it says I'm entitled to. Lovely. I wish we had more time to talk about it, Sam. Fill us in uh, with details later, and I thank you for the call tonight. We're out of okay. time. It's been Ian here with you. And Curtis. And Mark. See you tomorrow night online in the meantime. Freetalklive.com. Attention, all active duty members and veterans of the U.S. military. Your proud service to your country entitles you with the right to participate in special VA loan programs with benefits not available to the general public, like the ability to purchase a new home with no down payment or mortgage insurance, or refi with cash out up to 100% of your present home equity with less strict credit criteria. You are entitled to these benefits. Review them online at varadio.com. This is Tim Lewis from iFreedom Direct and a veteran of Operation Iraqi Freedom. I want you to know that as a member or veteran of the United States military, you've earned special rights and privileges. On your feet and get the details at varadio.com. iFreedom Direct Corporation is a private lender approved by the VA and licensed in most states. In certain states, certain restrictions and limitations apply. For a current list of licenses, disclosures, and all benefits, go to varadio.com. varadio.com.